So Wait, did, good. did you guys ever watch Most Extreme Elimination Challenge oh, on Spike yeah. TV? That was the shit. Can we, we, can we have like a, a, a viewing party? I think I have all the episodes on my hard drive. We should just switch it up next year for Happy Jackie New Year and just have Most Extreme no, Elimination don't ever. <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah, ever. Yeah, I think, ever, I think we've run through all the Jackie Chan movies. <laughs> Well, what if we have it with some from this decade? We're so happy that you downloaded! Yo, 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 what's good out there, people? How you doing and shit? Welcome to Steezy's Trap House. This is show number 175. We out in this bitch if you didn't know already. What's up, y'all? Damn near Bicentennial. Bicentennial, I know. We're making moves. It's going to be Bicentennial Man, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, just don't do that. What do you mean, don't do it's that? It's too soon. How was it too soon? We're just giving them... I mean, the movie was made in, like, what, 2002 or some shit? <laughs> he played a very sad uh, robot. <laughs> it, like, foreshadowed him killing himself from autoerotic asphyxiation. That is, is that what it foreshadows? That is not how is Robin... Is that how the robot killed himself? Also, not how Robin Williams... He was Williams thinking about it. ...killed himself, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. That is Who not, was the one? Not how he killed himself. David Carradine killed himself that way. Michael Hutchins. And it's not like David... In excess. It's not like David Carradine meant to kill himself doing that either. They don't mean to. It just... Was he holding his genitalia? Happens. Of course he was holding his genitalia. That's the whole point of autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well... So, shout out to all those... Hope he got his nut out before he (laughs) picked the bucket. Jesus. Shout out to all the homies who have gone and passed beyond us. Especially Robin Williams, who... Corndog has just slighted and lied about. No, he he was a great actor. Yep. There's a, a magical scene in that new, uh, it's like the Workaholics movie. It's like Game Over Man I or know, something. It's on Netflix. That. Did you watch it? Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. Yeah. Magical. Game Mwah. Over Man was pretty good. This is, your, this is your boy Steezy. Welcome to the Trap House. If you didn't know, we'd be doing this thing. If you just want to talk about cinema. Out of the milk <laughs> district. <laughs> Over here to the left, we have B-Rock. Hi. He's standing and drinking water for once. It's not water, he my never, friend. He never drinks water <laughs> here. What is that? Vodka and Sprite. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay, so We I th- have both of those things if you need a, a little nightcap re-up. See, this is... And it's not nighttime. This is how well I know Brian. I'm so perplexed by the idea of him drinking water in here. I'm thinking that it's water automatically. But no, no. He's just drinking a beer and drinking vodka I at the same time. I haven't drank the beer yet. That's oh. water. That's the Google partner. Want right some there. fog water? Helps so, regulate your mouth. That thing is like so cloudy. But you're no, not. Thank you. But you're not going to deny that you do indeed have a glass of vodka and an open beer as well. I haven't drank the beer yet. Though. But you still have an yes, open beer. Yes. I'm okay. double fisting it. Okay. My hands are open. Okay, that, this is good. That beverage looks frothy and cold. Cross from me in the middle. We've that got corn dog. What? What is Bob. that? <laughs> <laughs> I've ch- is I'm that? changing my name to Doodle Bob. No, I don't like this. All right. You can't go 175 episodes and all of a sudden just go to Doodle Bob. Is that a Pokemon can I have thing? Like the, what is can that? Can I have like an AKA? What is that? No, because my AKA is Jiggy Brown. Damn it. I mean, if you want to have... Is that have... a Pokemon? What is this? Doodle Bob. My Doodle Bob. 
Doodle Bob? You yeah. don't know Doodle Bob? No. Yeah, Doodle Bob was the episode of SpongeBob where he gets the magic pencil. Where he gets dr- he's he can busted draw. as fuck. And he can draw anything he wants and he it draws comes to himself. life. Yeah, he draws himself and then Doodle Bob takes the pencil and wreaks havoc on the town. His old narcissistic ass. That's what happens. This is corn dogs references for you people at home. That's what happens when you do drugs. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Thank you, Corn Dog, for that lovely tidbit of information. That's what you did. You're welcome. And over here to the right, first time in the trap house, we have a man of mystery whom you may not know of, but you will soon. We've got the man, the myth, the legend. Sign one in the motherfucking building. What up? Boop, boop, boop. How you what doing? What do? How you doing, I'm man? Good. I, I, I do good. <laughs> How do you do? I do well. I hope we haven't put <gasps> Ooh, you... Schooled your like San Juan, Puerto Rico? Or? That's like a greeting wow. that... So what if um what it do is like a modernization of how do you do? Ooh. What it do? I mean, I'd like to think that. You know, I, how do you do is is a greeting that is only appropriately responded with how do you do? So if I say how do you do, it's how do you do? Exactly. Motherfucker. Oh, you know? No, the question is how do you do? Well, no, what if I was like, what it do? And then you were like, what what it do? What it what, do? What? <laughs> right back at what you. What do it do? <laughs> I don't, you are, well, what do it it's do? Kinda, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a ratchet. You know, my boy told me uh that ratchet is like a misunderstanding of the word wretched in the hood and so some wretched ass hoes okay. was that, that's how ratchet came about they ratchet. Wow. They ratchet. so I think that what it do comes from how do you do I, I'm totally how in support do you of this do? so how do you do as a southern gentleman myself I have definitely employed the phrase what it do many times before so I mean it's it's gotta be in Oxford by now it's gotta so, be in Webster's or some shit what do you do that's I mean, a good question. What do I do? No, what what <laughs> does it what does it do? Oh, no, I she's, guess she's just meandering from thought to thought. So, like, if <laughs> a if a if a lady would would approach a lord, and like the, we're talking like Deadwood times here. Yes, I love Deadwood. Go to old uh, Sherwood Forest. Huge fan, and she says, "How do you do?" She's introduced, and she would genuflect or or whatever, bow or something. She would genuflect. Shoot you with your genuflect. Uh, That's for the Catholics, there. Genuflect. Yeah. And she says, "How do you do?" And he would say, "You know, look her right in the eye and be like." How do you do? <laughs> oh my you god, know? that's dirty. That's how they did it, though. That is suggestive. Yo, is. that's how. That's what we call. So what would courting. she say? What does she say at that point? No, that's it. It's it's how do you do? And then you can only respond with how do you do? That's so actually they just keep going back and forth. No, no, no just one time. Oh, I mean, it's just yeah. a greeting. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I guess you could. You should, well, how do you do? But they got things to do. <laughs> They're courting each other. Obviously, it's got to be in and out. How do you do? How Whenever do you I do? Whenever I think of courting, I think of people. You know, fucking. you know that weird dance where one person's like this and the other person's like this. Yeah, because people dancing. can see go that. around in a circle. Lion dancing. I don't know what you're, Lion you're dancing. motioning. A uh, partner. Oh, square well, dancing. You know that weird dance is square dancing. The Cotton Eye Joe. That's so what like, I think of when I think of court. Okay, so you're thinking of square dancing then, right? No, I'm thinking of that dance in the olden days where one the man is facing this way and he puts his arm out like this and the woman here do it do it. I'm the Lord and you're the, the woman's lady. Facing no, we're not about to dap. You're about to dance with me. <laughs> I don't know. Get your form right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is great for uh, for audio material. Other hand, there's other no hand. video. Other hand, okay. I did square like dancing. In this, college. we do one of these, and okay. then we spin around uh, clockwise. Okay. 
with well, no. proper form and our shoulders no, back. I, I think what like you're talking this. about is. Are you talking about Westworld? What time are we talking we're about? We're talking here? about 30s? medieval times. You're I, talking about. 1600s. I think that's square dancing. <laughs> yes, definitely is. Do si do, turn around, do si do, right? You're talking about the red wedding. <laughs> yes, in that time. Jesus. Oh, the chat. You guys room. have never seen the Black Knight, Martin Lawrence. Yes, I've seen the Remember Black that episode Knight. Where, Knight. where he's like, it okay. It was a movie, I thought. You're yeah. talking about one of the worst that, Martin the Lawrence Dark movies. Like, can, the Dark can we, can one, we? one of, like, <laughs> he's got any that aren't. <laughs> no, okay, remember the, the scene. Remember There's, the scene where they have that shitty-ass music, I mean, Blue and then he's like, no. let me put on Dance to the Music, no and he infiltrates the band, and they tear the dance floor up. You remember? You're talking about a movie that literally no all of us this. have bleached from Every our minds. <laughs> he said, no, we don't no. remember. None of us care about that whatsoever. <laughs> like you said, Blue Streak was somewhat okay. Yeah, Blue Streak was all right. You know, other than that. I remember Martin. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and Gina. That was the prime. That was the prime right there. Gina. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, fucking Bad Boys? Bad Boys was uh, okay. Yeah, and the and the one in life was good. Too. Yeah. yeah. So basically, if he's got Will Smith or <laughs> right. uh, Eddie, Murphy. Eddie Murphy with him, he's good to go. Or Gina, who's the shit. He just needs, Gina. He just needs a stronger supporting actor and we're saying supporting actor lightly yeah. because really in these situations martin you are the supporting actor right. let's let's be real about this come on bro let's be real oh, anyway. hold, on, hold on boomerang oh yeah i'll <laughs> give you solid he and david allen greer were solid side dudes i will boomerang. give you that i miss david allen greer man he hasn't done He's any, out there. he hasn't done anything good in a we should long try and get martin Morris to sponsor our show I mean, if you hit up Martin and see what he wants to do about that, I'm yeah. sure he'll he'll have some he words. We fell through with our email no to Ellen hits. DeGeneres. That didn't work out as we'd hoped. Hey, don't talk shit on DeJenny. Me and her hang out every fucking weekend. I right? Don't tell that me that, because so. if she you did, you I'd be so heckin' mad. Hell yeah, DeJenny from the block? Yo, that's my girl. <laughs> oh, he was he did Big Mama's House, too. Oh, okay. Okay, also Two a movie not worth mentioning. Big Mama's House also. Did he do Big Mama's House 2 or Big Mama's he did, House He did also. both. The sequel's called 2. <laughs> also, three. he did you know, College Road Trip. You know what the sad part about Welcome Big... Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. The sad part about Big House Mama's Party. House is just the the whole fact that Big Mama's House is just based solely off the success of Eddie Murphy doing all of those fucking movies way before that. It's just basically a full-on copycat of all the Eddie Murphy dress-up as multiple other the, characters. Yeah. The same, the same person movie. of his family and uh, yes. like... Uh, not making America like trading places. Just didn't America. do it that coming well. to America. Yeah, coming to America. Arsenio did, did that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the Eddie Murphy joints though are very derivative of Richard Pryor. Though. That is very you know true. What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it kind of always comes from somewhere. Oh yes. Everybody's fucking biting out here. That's yep. all I'm saying. I'd be biting. Fucking and biting. My bad. Dude. You know, all, all day. None of them could touch Danielle Union. No, no Gabrielle Union. <laughs> Danielle. Danielle. I wish she had a sister. Danielle I love Union Danielle as well. Danielle Union. Yeah. <laughs> I love Daniel Union. Our plugs. Let's do this shit real fast. <laughs> Download, Sorry. subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Rate us five stars while you're there. Shout out to the winner of our contest, the subscribe and rate us contest, all that bullshit. Oh, I thought it was going to be the handstand guy. That happened? Or? That was the second contest I'm also about to mention. Oh, my bad. Yes. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. First one was Brittany Stinson. Shout out to you for Woo-hoo. winning. Hell yeah. Thank you for participating. We appreciate that. And Get it. Email me your goddamn email address so I can send you these tickets, woman. I'm waiting for you. Come on, let's do this shit. You won the tickets. Receive them. Time to Get win. Get that. Receive them. Yes. Claim your prize. Also, 
like our homie San Juan just mentioned, the handstand contest that just popped off, we have a winner as well. Tatiana Del Rio coming in at 26 and a half seconds. My goodness. She beat that old fat man Bofa very <laughs> easily. Very easily. I wouldn't say he's fat. He's like jacked, you no, say he's the word? No, he's not fat. He just takes it very, very personally if I call him fat like that. So it's uh, nice to get under his skin. So way to beat that old fat man who's also your uncle, I think, as well. Anyways, yeah. doesn't matter. You, Shout- you want Pretty sure. No, I'm not Del Rio. I'm Safantes. No, different Tatiana. Oh, yeah. Allegedly Safantes. Yeah, exactly. Way to use I'm that. sure whoever won cheated by being fit and shit. So. That's, That's exactly true. what it looked like, yeah, actually. I mean, like, so. Because the only other, <laughs> the only other people who... Uh, like who two years working out. Fucking cheater. The only other people who did handstands were large, grown men, and it looked like they were struggling to hold them up. And this was a young teenage girl who just... Absolutely knocked it out of the park. Well, and did I, she weigh like 85 right. pounds though? It looked like that, yes. Oh, okay. And oh, I think yeah. she also wasn't even trying as well. It looked like yeah, she, she just kind of got right on up there. She just not, got right in. I'm not hating on her. Congratulations. Yeah, way to go. Way to win that fucking free painting. Tatiana. From the homie yeah. Halsey. Yeah. Oh, word? Yes. Halsey painting? Yes, oh, indeed. cool. Yes, yes. And I already painted one or just like a I think so. choice? Because it was random when we had Halsey in to do the podcast. I was mentioning the first con- or the first contest for the Orlando City tickets. Yeah. I was plugging in whatever and he just randomly goes, "Oh, I want to have a contest. I want to give out a free painting." And I was like, "Uh, okay. Sure. Why not?" Dope. And he just goes, "Yeah, whoever sends in the video with the longest handstand gets a free painting by me." And I was like, "That's crazy." Okay, fair enough. Word. I'll take that. All right then. So, yeah, Tatiana, you have a free two-foot by two-foot Halsey painting coming your way. That's dope. As soon as I can get this dude to give it to me. You're a corn <laughs> dog, not you. <laughs> Might be a little while, but, you know, when I get it, I'll it's let like you know. I forgot about that. I was just looking up 14 hot pictures of Ace Hood's girlfriend. Oh, nice, because Ace Hood is relevant still. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what that is. I don't know how it Shout happened. Out. Is that a card game? Nine, nine five four Ace Hood, yeah. Lauderdale, <laughs> Pembroke yeah. Pines. Shout yeah. out. What? He's from Pembroke Pines? I don't know. I just the only neighborhood I know. In I, I, how do you know Pembroke Pines? I grew up in Pembroke Pines. That's where Bluebird's from. And uh, speaking of handstands, one of my homeboys, Bluebird. Bluebird. Uh, you guys know Bluebird? He did a handstand. Uh, He's on one of the tracks how? on the lunch meet EP, right? He is, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, so, yeah he, he phoned that one in. Uh, um, <laughs> he, it, uh, no, I don't mean like that, like Nobody literally, like, I was about like to he say. literally called them to do the thing. He grew up in, he, I don't know where he grew, he's somewhere down there, but he lived in Pembroke, and then did he go to his Panther neighbor, his neighbor school? was, I don't know, I'm going to ask him. Ask him, because that's you where I FaceTime went. FaceTime him? Yeah. Oh, word. How old is Jacques, he? His name is Jacques Bruna. Jacques. He's a rapper. That's a nose. He's like the most popular guy in the in the South. She definitely does not know. Is he black or white? She's asking more questions. <laughs> he's like, um, he's like an olive-complected Italian. Mm-hmm. Olive-complected Italian, and he's not—he's not Ryan Vega. No, that kid was a stalker. Ryan oh. Vega. Okay. Did he go at full sale? No, I don't know. <laughs> Are you stalking? Who's stalking who here? <laughs> just government. You're just government naming people left and right. We're, gonna, we're gonna have to scroll through your friends list and see how many. Yuck. How many people line up? How old is he? How many mutuals? Is he old or young? He's my age. Oh, no, we would not have gone to Panther Run. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying I'm old? I'm saying you're older than me. Durr. 
Durr. You're all durr. And why you gotta why you gotta be hating and Bluebird shit? would walk all over the city on his hands. He'd go seven, eight blocks walking Damn. around and shit. Jesus. Trying to impress my, my my kids when they were little. I don't know. I'd still be impressed. I thought you were gonna say your wife. Um no. <laughs> that would <laughs> that would deserve a backhand. We're all friends though. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure the a handstand down seven to eight blocks would impress anybody. That would impress any fucking body. Me? I need nine blocks personally. Do but, it for the kids. <laughs> Do it for the kids. You know, you know I'm just saying, uh, Bluebird, get at me with that nine block handstand, and then we'll talk. Seriously, right. let him know that we need a video <laughs> of that shit. I'll link him. On, I'll link you. <laughs> him on y'all. Uh, <laughs> use our Amazon link if you'd like to support the show. I've got a great announcement. After two years, we have finally gotten our first check from Amazon. Pew, pew. It's hefty, hefty. We out here making ducats. Damn. Not really. It's at least it's, uh, in double figures. How much it's, was it? Uh, was it $10? Don't no. S- don't say how Way much it was. Leave the mystery in. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. leaving the mystery. It was definitely bag-shaped. Oh, yeah. It had two dollar signs on the bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was rope tied it was like around a Donkey the top Kong's of it. bag of money. Yes, you know? exactly. Nice, and they just dropped it off on our front porch and said, guess who? A little drone dropped it off and was like, uh-huh. flew away. Yo, oh, oh, I want to make a shout out. What's your Happy shout out? birthday, Eric Andre. You can't spell American Dream without Eric Andre. Is it his birthday today? Yes, it is. Oh, shit. What do you know? Is that real talk? You can't. You can't. Spell <laughs> out American Dream. Eric Andre is American. right in the middle of that shit. Yeah, she shouted at me the other day. Is that like, a palindrome? God damn I don't, it. Is that what that is? I don't know. Well, you can probably smell American no, and I, then dream. You can't I, spell That's both a comedian, right? Um, yes. Eric Andre, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yes. cool, man. He's the shit. It's his birthday. He's awesome. And he was he's dating Rosario Dawson. She got him a drone for his birthday. She's I mean, she could a thing. She could afford way more I than I think they're a, still dating. I think she's the one who bought him the drone. Where do you get this information from? I follow them both on Social Instagram. Media. Oh, okay. I like them separately for different reasons. She's well, kind of a feminist and a badass, and he's fucking she, ridiculous and hysterical. She is a badass. She can afford way more she's than a drone. Fine. God damn it, Rosario! Come you know, on, it could have been like a fucking <laughs> Obama Fleet of drone, drones. something. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been like a stealth bomber drone. Right, seriously, right Where, around in that. I would have thrown that drone away and been like, "Where's my gold-plated drone?" <laughs> if you ride a drone, is it no longer a drone? Is it now an airplane? Uh, <sighs> well, are you controlling it at the same time? Or is somebody else controlling it while you're riding it? While you're on it? Really good question. (laughs) Extremely relevant. (laughs) Like, oh, I didn't see the angle of that tree. I have no (laughs) follow-up question. (laughs) (laughs) Just dropping that on there. Just a a random musing. You know what? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say if you're riding it and controlling it, it's an airplane. But if somebody else is controlling it, it's still a drone. Okay. I just think of those videos of like... uh, when we see the shit like back in the day when they had like the flappy wings and they jump off the bridge and just hit the ground. That's what I feel like when they have the dude on the. Well, that's real fun there's, right there. They there's broke four up. quadricopters. <laughs> Today? I don't you know. know. What I'm saying? But and, it like, wasn't Rosario that got Corn dog, don't talk over. Don't talk over other people. The guy's standing on it and he's got like the triggers and you know what I'm saying? He's got the helmet all over him and stuff. He's like. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's like that fucking jetpack that's on the water. Yeah, same shit. Like we're going to see that 40 years down the road and I'm like look at these fucking toolboxes. Every time I see somebody <laughs> in one of those jetpacks on the water, I just I just shake my head. I just say how much money do you really have to where you just bought that? That's <laughs> what I'm saying cuz I want to go do that, but I don't want to spend the money on it. If I just walk up and I'm just like, I don't want to do that. I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, I I don't know. I may feel that way about water sports in general. Mm. So um, but I mean, jetpacks jet though, on like water, a, water jet. No, 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 no. Like 
Jetpacks. Real jetpacks. You like see the those one water that jetpacks? the James Bond That's one we were just talking about while the, you were figuring out tanks. who broke up with Rosario <laughs> Dawson. We were talking about water jetpacks. Yeah, that was like old news. Like that was Danny so McBride like on that shit. The Agua tight. Packs. Yeah. I like that. Agua Pack. There's no telling what type of shit you would be into if you were fucking independently wealthy, filthy rich, and you could buy a water jetpack. You might be true. out here fucking this is very doing true. some weird shit, son. I, I, might, I want a foot pack for when I'm in the water. So instead of flippers, I could just fucking no. flash in the water. Just be so fast. I was going to say, I'll, I'm just going to make... How a, often are you swimming? Oh, every day. I'm, I'm swimming every day. I'm going to put bro. a big ass 30 by 30 foot above ground pool, redneck style, <laughs> and then put my water jet pack in that bitch. Yeah, Sign man. Of money. Flying samurai sword. Flying on the side of Primrose right out here for everybody to see. Ooh, <laughs> I like Get you this. a houseboat. That would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> and a boathouse. Park it on my fucking front lawn. It's the difference between a houseboat and a boathouse. A houseboat is like a ho- like a like you put your house on a boat. You live on it. You yeah, and then a boathouse is, is like just kind of out back s- where you put the. It's where your you don't boats live. If you're super rich, <laughs> if you're, s- you're really rich, and you have a big house, and you have a boat, and then you have a little smaller house. It's kind of like a guest house. That's your boat. But house. it's near. Th- that's a boathouse. Yep. Somebody's live. Somebody's girlfriend's staying in there. I was about. I was you about to say exactly along those lines. It's like because you don't exactly want them in your house, <laughs> but it's like you're being kindly enough to invite your guests into your space. It's like I got you. I'll I'll hold down your residence, you know. But you're gonna be removed from the real house. <laughs> you're not getting this dinner, bitch. You got order takeout. Sorry. And if you come get this dinner, you're gonna have to walk at least two hundred yards or pay. Like homeboy on Larry David or on Curb that exactly uh, Leon's <laughs> living in the other Leon, house. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yeah. But he got that's a nice ass boathouse. If that's a boathouse, yeah. I'm just saying I, I want to have a nice ass boathouse and a houseboat to go with the boathouse. Yeah, but I think the a, the AC went <laughs> out in Leon's house too Dang. after a while. He's in there fucking. Yeah, he's in there fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he's in there fucking. <laughs> yeah, that, that shit is the best. Yo, Curb is my favorite. Can we talk it's about what this man does in his spare time? Curb. No, you, bro. Curb David. <laughs> Larry I, David. What that sounds like a good time. That sounds like a good way to spend your spare time. What you want to know? Spare All curb. Time. Boom. Done. Twenty four seven curb. Yeah. Curb. Like not enough seasons. Uh, which what you want to know? What do you do? Who are you? Why are you here? Corndog, can I finish the, the plugs before we? we I get thought into we this? completely. Forget, like, I we, thought we, we completely deaded that. No, not yet. Let me dead it right now, goddammit. All right, let's go. All right, represent. T-shirts if you want. Go to our represent site. Social media, Twitter, at Steezy Trap House. Instagram, at STH Show. Like our Facebook page. Join our Facebook group called STH Show. And hit up our email, steezytraphouse at gmail.com. If you would like any free stickers or if you have any questions for the show, you should also send in your answer on whether you think... If you're riding on a drone, is it still a drone? Send us your answers. We want to know. We'll read yeah. them on the next show. Yeah, I'm really concerned. I mean, I'm concerned. And I'm talking about like uh, uh, Doctor Strange Love, like the dude that fucking you know rides rode, the rodeo rides the, the, yeah. the little fat man at the end. Like <laughs> that's riding a drone, like saddleless, bareback, riding a drone through. Yeah. I like this. I like how I bang out those plugs as fast as possible so we can get right back to whatever it was that Corndog was talking about, and she decides to put all of her shit down and go pee right now in the middle of everything. That's a beautiful thing. Anyways, it doesn't it doesn't matter. She's yelling from the bathroom, too, but nobody can hear her. So. Ask the follow-up. <laughs> Ask it. So, my dude, where were you born originally? 
Um, from uh, Michigan, East Lansing, Michigan. Word. That's where uh, Michigan State is, college. Gotcha. So I grew up in College Town, you know? It's kind of like, uh, you said you were Pensacola? Yes. Oh, so, I don't know, think Tallahassee, but bigger and more, and, and with the fucking GM plant. Technically, Pensacola is a college town, because we have UWF there. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's not. the same, just like Michigan State. It's not, yeah, it's not necessarily. UWF, bro. The, not necessarily the same ideas. Well, so. I apologize for my ignorance on the matter, having not visited, but... <laughs> There's nothing really to visit there in Pensacola. Um, no, man, you know, like college town. Gr- grew up, my dad worked at the college at the university and came up in uh pretty pretty dope place to grow up, to be honest. You know, the, nice. the time, time and a place. You, you know? look like a basketball guy. You're tall enough and long arms for basketball. Well, I I, I will slam dunk all over your ass on, oh. on a eight footer with a girl's ball uh, but <laughs> i'm 68 inches bro <laughs> tell you, no i didn't play basketball man people give me that all the time because i'm tall but uh no, I, I played well i would just think up there too i mean it's just like it's a sport hockey. so sports oriented up hockey. there I, yeah. I, I grew up in a hockey family no way. Nice. that's corn dog as well being from connecticut you know when we, yeah. when we we first started dating we were doing long distance <laughs> my family wasn't hockey because we're a bunch of puerto ricans but being in Connecticut, I did grow fond of hockey. Hockey's the shit. I we, grew up on some hockey. We were doing the long distance thing for a while, and when I was visiting in Connecticut, I would realize when I'd turn on the TV for a basketball game, I was like, where the fuck is all the basketball? All I can find is fucking hockey. That's good. They, they, yeah, I mean. Oh, no, trust me. I love hockey. That shit is awesome. Um, no. Especially play, when you go to soccer, a, too. When you go to a minor league game, ooh, minor league hockey games are the Scrappy. best. Scrappy. Yeah, man. To put it lightly. And soccer is no good as well. Barred. Love soccer. But yeah, man, I, I uh, grew up in the, you know, I guess I'm here to talk about some rap shit, right? Some hip hop. Oh shit. yeah, I was for asking sure. her who what's the what's the what's the listenership or what's the the audience of this podcast. Uh, that fuck. I, I listened a couple episodes. Listened to uh, that TKO TKO interview was dope. Yes. Um. So you know, but yeah, I I, I came up doing hip hop and. Writing graffiti and making, how did you making get beats and shit like well, that. Well, how did you get into well? Oh, actually, let me rephrase that. How did you first discover hip hop in that case? First discover hip hop. Well, I would say that it would probably go back to like if I were to go like eighty seven, eighty eight. Those two years was when I first was like paying attention to music because, uh, for, forgive me if I date myself here, but CDs just came out. Uh, a couple years somewhere in there when I was like oh yeah elementary school I don't know man like first first tapes I bought were uh like probably I bought Faith No More Epic I bought now see that's an awesome uh, album uh, a fucking great record <laughs> I bought Hammer Hammer Please Don't Hurt Him oh of that's course awesome and I I bought uh the JJ Fad uh whatever record had Supersonic on it because it was like the yep. number one record on the, on the radio that year and yep. shit. I don't know, you Super know, and then, and then sometime between like ninety and ninety one, I I I started really consuming all the hip hop that I could. So I listened to everything. I bought everything I could. Between watching like Yo MTV raps, yes, uh, and listening BET. to college radio. So yeah, so probably in ninety one, my whatever cable company my dad was using added BT, or maybe BT just came out. I don't even. I don't even really know. Probably mm-hmm. not. Probably not. But. uh yeah, so that shit got added, and then that was Rap City. So Rap City was on. Oh, once was, Rap City gets put in. Well, 106 then, Park or whatever. Way before that, though, it was Prince De Jour, and then on Yo! MTV Raps, it was Fat Five Freddy. Yep. 
during the week on the weekends was Ed Lover and Dr. Dre. Yeah, I remember that one. I just loved all that shit. I loved everything from. I mean, I just listened to it all. But probably my earliest hip hop, like I noticed, like hip hop as a thing, was like the Philly th- stuff because I'm from Michigan. And there was like a Philly connection with hip hop. So gotcha. aside from Fresh Prince, but I loved his second record. Uh, he's a DJ on the rapper Will Smith. Shout out Fresh Prince. Yep. Y'all don't know that. Uh, a lot of kids out here don't know that before. Uh, actually, that his son is pretty dope too. But uh, before all the the acting shit, you know, he was actually a really dope MC back in the day. And Jazzy Jeff was is a world renowned DJ. Yes, he I is. love that. But Cool C and Steady B were two underground rappers from Philly. That there was a guy that gave me a tape. That's how I don't know. Maybe some other long story. But anyway, I got, I I, I noticed that's when I, I remember Cool C. I got a habit. So for all you underground fucking hip hop junkies out there. That was sounds familiar. Origin. Sure I, I got to have it. it. It's it's kind of horrible when I listen to it now, but that's what shit was like. Oh my god! Like I love this shit. Right back so in I, the day, it was like yes. I fucking because yeah, it, it was something completely different, you know. Yeah. Definitely the change the the game changing record for me was ninety two because around ninety two I was in seventh grade and every it was during the summer and I would tape Rap City every day, right. On, a, on the VHS, yeah. and I would record over the episode each night. Yep, and, and I and then I caught because it, it was on. It was on after what school, like whatever, four o'clock. But then it was on again at like eleven thirty at night, and I and I would tape it, maybe fall asleep or whatever. And there was the video for Beastie Boys off of Check Your Head. The video for Pass the Mic came on. Now I gotta understand, like I didn't, I wasn't aware of the Beastie Boys at that time. They weren't in my spectrum. Like I was listening to. EPMD right. and shit like that, and gotcha. like, you know, yeah. Redman had just come out, DOS Effects mm. had just come <laughs> out. So, like, those are the things that I was really focused on. I listened again; I consumed it all. If it was on fucking BET, I was I was I was looking for it, uh, peeping it out, seeing I mean, what it was. That, I bought it everything that year. I mean, that era, you know, just ninety one, ninety two. We're fucking talking about just heat, flames, nonstop. So, so many records. I, if you Google an image like hip hop albums from ninety one, ninety two, it's just crazy the shit that comes up. Right, yeah. I'm like, oh my god. The Fushnickens, like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> anyway, so, but I saw the Beastie Boys on there, and I was like, what the fuck? They were, they were at, it was a hard-ass fucking beat, by the way, Mario C beat, uh, DJ Hurricane scratching. They're at the skate park skating, mm. which was my, you know, part of my surroundings, my friends, skaters, you know? Word. Uh, wearing fucking green Carhartts, wearing winter hats yep. and shit. Right, they Wrapping crazy. all crazy. And I, and I remembered the Beastie Boys. I remembered my brother. I'm the youngest of five kids, right? So when I grew up, <laughs> mad music coming through the walls. Like, I might have had Led Zeppelin coming through this wall, my brother and my other brother. Might, it might have had, you know, Beatles or Parliament Funkadelic through that wall. My sister might have been bumping U2 or, or Sinead O'Connor. So a lot of influence. And before CDs came out, everybody had a record collection. Yep. So... As everybody grew up and moved out, and my dad also has uh, had a big record collection, so I, I started seeing their records. But cut to that later, right? But like, uh, check your head was my shit. I fucking was the first dude that had rollerblades that I knew. Okay, nice. stayed in Michigan. This is ninety. This the summer. So you're of blading, checking your head. Threw on my umbros, you know what I mean? Hey. Threw on the rollerblades. Went down to the record stop, the uh, record shop, the local spot. Which was called FBC, still there in East Lansing, dope digging spot, flat black and circular. FBC, hell yeah, rolled up in there. CDs didn't have the CDs in the case, but the tapes were still in the in the jewel cases. And I swear to God, it's and, and you know, mom, you're not listening to this, and you never will. But the, uh, my kids will probably listen to this. Uh, is the only time I ever shoplifted was I stole a tape of fucking Check Your Head. Nice. Oh shit! Right? And I fucking Snap. put it in that loose awesome. um, umbrella pocket. 
And I looked through some records and I rolled out of there and I felt so Did you get caught? bad. I didn't get caught. <laughs> Did you I wouldn't have felt the, bad. The feel me on the Catholic guilt level. Yeah, bro. Was so high. Oh, yeah. Because you were like, God is so mad at me Sick right now. Sick to my stomach, guilty. But I just was fiending to get that fucking track because I taped over a part of the the fucking uh, thing and they weren't uh, they weren't putting it man. back on yep. I couldn't see the video the, the album didn't wasn't hot for a while you know I feel you. not until at the end of the summer they dropped uh the, it was the past the mic first they dropped so what you want gotcha. and, that, and then mm. it blew up right so but then I had to go back I remember my brother had was I was like I, in my mind Beastie Boys were like a heavy metal fucking band because Fight for Your Right to Party was the only thing. Well, yeah, they totally changed. Paul's Boutique was, like, out of its mind, like, um, way ahead of its time. Totally. And, and I, then Check Your Head um, was, uh, they went into instrumental. They started playing their own instruments again and then looping that over with Mario Cattell, like you're saying. And so then, um, what is the one after that? Ill Communication. Ill Communication yeah. is the one that fucking that, that's probably where I you left. That's probably yeah. where I left off with them. Yeah. Like I'm not like a BC Boys guy, but definitely. Oh, I was crazy. I, yeah. I was. I totally was until until Ill, Ill Communication. Then after that, I kind of I think I gravitated towards other shit. Like I revisited went, they them later. Too. They changed yeah, too. Yeah, but so. shout out to to all of them, especially MCA. You know, rest yeah, for in real. Peace. Uh, OGs in the game. But if you listen to some interviews, recent ones for, of like Ad Rock. Like, yep, he's a he's a fucking G. He was oh, dope, yeah. and their whole style back then, Grand Royal, rocking the the FedEx yeah, and the UPS awesome, suits, man. man. Yeah. Like <laughs> the monkey shirt. Dude, That's the modern day streetwear. Dude, I had a bunch of Grand Royal shit. I had the posters. You I should bring that style shit. back for sure. Because I because in seventh grade I saw I those sw- work shirts, so, the button down. I got you though. Also, what came out that year? Fucking Cypress Hill and House of Pain, dude. Oof. So when I came to school in eighth grade after that summer, I was like, crease fucking. Dickies. <laughs> I was like flannel shirt, cholo with, with the totally cholo flow man. with the the liner inside the flannel. Oh, now I yes. wasn't going so far as the only top button because you know I'm, saying, I I'm not pulling that off. And yeah, you know I'm not like uh, what's what's the movie Blood in Blood Out? Wait, I'm not. I wasn't waiting on shit, but like uh the no, and then the fucking bandana and the hat. Damn. Or the hoodie and the flannel combo. That's how hard I was rocking. <laughs> House of Pain is in effect, y'all. I was going to say, we, you're we the, love that shit, the so. only person in Michigan probably dressing like that. No, no, time. I had a small crew. You're the we only were, person oh, I've ever said was... they've rocked the House of Pain ever. Yo, House of <laughs> Pain first record is sick. Yeah. Go back that DJ That's... Lethal. Yeah, no, I'm claiming it. I'm just saying, it. I'm the only person I've ever heard Yo, I'm, I'm throwing it out there, <laughs> man. I'm not, you know, it's there. But, like, no, I, I fuck. Check your head, change the shit, and then, you know, that that was, like, my interest. You're asking, like, how did I fall in love with hip-hop? Yeah. Probably that record. Then I had to go back, and I found Paul's Boutique, and I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, that, literally the fucking Sgt. Pepper of their day. Yep, the, for That sure. album, the oh, way yeah. that they... That was 89, and, like, they totally changed their <sighs> shit, like you're saying, the 92 yeah. or whatever. So I came late with that. But, but uh, no, he, I was a huge fan then, and then I just continued with hip-hop. So you kept the tape then? Through that era. Even though you felt terrible yeah. about it? In the studio... <laughs> it says I, stolen property. In the studio, I have the inside fold. You fold it out, and it's the G-Sun Studios with Mario C and Money Mark in the corners. You can see yeah, them yeah. playing, and they're all at the... Right, and the uh, instruments. All the instruments and drums, mm-hmm. and, and there's that fold. I got that on the wall still from the one I stole. I got the check yeah, post. Yeah. Damn! That's badass. I That's hope he went to reconciliation. After what's that. my penance? I confess my sin. Uh, so, <laughs> no, it's dope. It's dope. I want to so. know, like, okay, so you said you have you're one of five. Yeah. So your parents, that must have been like a fucking whirlwind for them because you said that you guys grew up in a heavy like Catholic household, right? I, I want to say it was heavy. Uh, definitely. So my mom came from an old school Catholic background so mm-hmm. my dad conferred, converted maybe sometime in the 70s and then the family was a little spread out so there was 
two older siblings. So my oldest brother lives out in L.A. He's a screenwriter. Damn, y'all just a family of creative-ass uh, people. Yeah, definitely there's that. And I, and we have our parents to thank I was going to say, your parents are probably that. real creative. They absolutely... To be honest, I can't even fucking imagine like how they did all the shit that they did for us, you know? Like, like my kids are like, yo, I want to do... My kid's like, yo, I want to do fucking percussion. And I'm like, yeah, I would love for you to do that. How much is it? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, we exactly. had all of us play travel hockey. Everything, yeah. everything was so expensive. I mean, I'm sure. It well, was, now it's way it's different. More, it's more yeah. expensive now. I don't know. But anyway, so they were dope. It wasn't heavy Catholic, but we were church on Sunday. Yeah, we were. There was some other things in my family that happened. There was some tw- some twelve step processes stuff in the family. Yeah. Some some. You know, rehabilitate some. I don't know, but uh, whatever, man. Like they they raised us a certain way, and by the time I was sixteen, it was like optional to go to church. And yeah, you know, my my dad definitely is very. You know, he's, we're all very spiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I said that recovering Catholic calls a carpenter, that's that's a line from a song. But I definitely was raised. In, I'm not a fan and I'm not a supporter of Catholicism mm-hmm. as an entity, um, uh, as as an organized religion. I, I don't really vibe with that so hard. Um, we are very like, I think, you know, and my wife, I don't know, I'll speak for her, but you know, definitely I think we're more on the, um, atheist agnostic, you know, mm-hmm. spectrum or whatever. We've yeah. been honest but with our funny. kids, you know, so it's funny well, how I've you can be that and but still be spiritual. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, cause uh, they're not, they're not, they're not like uh what's that word? They're not mutually exclusive. I'm a little more of like a believe it when I see it. Right. Kind of thing. So I believe in like dog. Not because I've seen Not, dogs. Yeah. I believe in them. <laughs> <laughs> there the girl goes one right there. <laughs> God, not so much. Huge fan of Jesus Christ Superstar. Shout out uh, Tim Rice and uh, Fire Ass Play. Fire. Uh, Still haven't cool. seen it. And I heard that like this John past Legend, Easter, yeah. John Legend. Yeah. yeah, I watched it. My wife was so she's like, turn that shit down, fucking nerd. <laughs> and I'm like. Nah, babe, it's awesome. about to be the he's it, Judas about to kill himself when you dope. You I was in Jesus shit. Christ Superstar. Nah, as a who'd kid. you play? Were you really? I can't remember. Are there who any I videos played. of that? You played Simon the Zealot. I bet. <laughs> did you dance? <laughs> I don't think I danced. Well, Simon <laughs> is always cast with long with long locks. I don't think I danced. I can't remember. He had really short hair when he was a kid. Oh, maybe I wasn't in Jesus Christ Superstar. I think I was in our rendition you of just made it up. Just Mary now. Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Mm, That's what I was nice. in. Nice. Also, I can't remember what I played. In also, that. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber, right? Right. Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Going on to that uh, that musical tip. Listen, Those I was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Honk oh. Junior. Oh. And Mary Poppins. Ah, so we've got a full on drama drama star over here, if you will. I was in a few bangers. You still? Fight? I was gonna say my whole thing with getting away from the church and disconnecting with that was that everybody was hypocrites. They'd all cheat on their wives, and they're all saying all this yeah. other bullshit, right? Which is bullshit, our by people, the way. And then like, they're pe- all just assholes, dude. Yeah, our people. So we had an Indian priest. He was Indian. He had a he thick, cheated on his wife. He had a <laughs> thick in. He had a thick accent, thick ass accent. And so like, I would hear people. And he was super kind hearted. He was very kind. Did he throw down with the sermons? Oh, threw down. Nobody knew what he said, but we were all like, yo, this shit is dope. I'm still listening. And then whenever like the moms would bring the babies into the cry room in the back because there was a soundproof room where like they would bring babies if they're crying. He we would always see him like death stare them. He'd be like, Fucking control your shit, bitch. That's where all the young boys went to. He was cool. He was cool. Like cry room. He was real as fuck and he was awesome, but he had a thick ass accent. And I would always hear these people like 
talking shit on his accent. They're like, well, I think we're going to switch churches because we can't understand. I'm like, you don't even try to talk to him. Like, hmm. you don't even try. Did that you was go to one the cry thing. room and talk to him? Did I go to the cry room and talk to him? No, yeah. no. I talked to him after fucking my confirmation. And I was like, listen, I have a real question. Is God real? What the fuck is the deal? Because I'm a little bit, you know, lost yeah. and confused. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he's like, it's all bullshit. <laughs> no, he was fucking awesome. But I do remember, like, my first thought of like the catholic church just kind of like being like oh shit these people aren't fucking perfect the way everybody makes them out to be is we saw one of the deacons i saw one of the deacons smoking cigarettes out back and i was like you know now it's not a big fucking deal you know you're a a human being right now you think of it you you don't think about that shit like it's not a big deal but at that age when i was a young kid i was like yo you're not supposed to do that like you're not supposed to smoke cigarettes bro like that's not okay man maybe he was smoking something else Right, he was probably like hitting Maybe the ganja, he was smoking a beady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. Isn't it funny how smoking has changed? Yeah. So well, no, much. It's, uh, it's weed society. or cigarettes. It's 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 not just that it's uh, you know cigarettes. It's, un- it's unhealthy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, fine. but like when we were but, kids, but people like look down at you like, oh my god, they're smoking cigarettes. Like, yeah, I yeah, can no, understand I- inside. That's something different. Outside. I would tell those person to go fuck themselves. Man, we were kids. <laughs> it was like it was like get in the back seat, no seat belts, mom smoking a cigarette in the uh, car. Yeah. Everybody's no. It's not even a big deal. It wasn't even a big My deal. My first now. job was well, at they changed. Denny's. They changed our fucking the, the paradigm switch. They changed it up on us. Yeah. Like the whole truth thing that happened in the nineties, and like now yep. it's it's really a societal change. I think that 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 fucking shit couldn't happen. You know, like well, it's a societal change because like you get if a chicken was smoking like, cigarettes. Oh my god, you're smoking. Just how we felt about it. Yo, like in restaurants, like everybody used to fucking smoke. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I was going to say, my first job was at Denny's and there was a smoking side and the other side and there was like a glass partition, Uh you know, between the thing. Like, oh, that's going to keep the smoke on the other On the other side, if you're looking at (laughs) that glass partition from the non-smoking side, you can just see the yellow film on the other side of the glass just building up. That's why I still don't eat ketchup or syrup is from that (laughs) fucking job. Denny's. Did you ever, did you ever smoke cigarettes? You know, oh, I love cigarettes. Still smoke cigarettes. Yeah, you ever smoke cigarettes? <laughs> he still smokes cigarettes. I smoked uh, yeah. for about five years. Five years. I, I love cigarettes. You? I've been clean. I still smoke. Still not smoke. not like a. You want to go smoke real not quick? Not like a, I smoke every day. I'll have a cigarette with you. But it's not like I smoke every day, but I smoke like, you know, every yeah. once in a blue. Yeah, casually, socially. Yeah. yeah, socially, casually. If I drink, which I drink. Frequently, because we have a very social. I have a whole bottle of wine in front of me. I love cigarettes. I mean, that's really only. You three. smoke cigarettes? It's really only three and a half glasses. I don't. I quit. <laughs> I quit. Uh, 2011. Mm. Spent, it's been seven years. So Aha! I'm right there with you. I'm I like smoked 16 I'm, years though, man. Oh Jesus! Never mind. Yeah, you got to <laughs> beat. And then I, I was like, man. Why'd you quit? Because I, I realized that I was turning 32. And I had, I will have been smoking longer in my life than not, right? Ooh, and that was damn, the last, final week. I, I already was closet smoking and being shady and smoking at only at work and shit like that. And then I finally, you know how I did it? You know how I finally did it? Mm. I told I, I told you before I'm a, I'm a chef, right? Uh, yeah. I had I had a, I was working in Winter Park uh, at a restaurant and I had my team there and I it was on New Year's Eve and I was like, you know what? I like told the team. I told the fucking cooks. Like, I got hide it from my kids and my wife, but you couldn't hide it from the fucking line cooks. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I told them, like, I'm doing it, and I just couldn't let them down, so I fucking 
Copped a few pound bags of Twizzlers and was chewing on Twizzlers for Damn, fucking two, dude, that, two that, ma- that hands uh, and mouth fixation. Damn. Dude, yeah. you know what? It's an it took like a month. It took like a month to be like, all right, I'm not looking back, you know? Yeah, dude. I was listening to Dr. Who's that dude in like Phil? the... N- um, no, 90s. In the 90s. Drew. He was like a, Jekyll? No, and Mr. Hyde. No, he was like a... Dr. Springer. No, Oz? he was like a spiritualist. He was a... Uh, Wayne Dr. Dr. Dyer? Dr. McDreamy. Oh, oh. Wayne Dyer? Yeah, Wayne Dyer. I know who you're talking about. Buddy um, Dyer. The homie. Mayor of Orlando. Do you... Okay, so I was just listening to some shit, you know, because I was just, like, in need of some, like, fucking motivation, and, like, sometimes it's just hard to motivate Hold yourself. Hold your but, like, wine glass, like, up, not to the side. Yeah, you it. are going to spill that but so <laughs> all he, over he that rug. He said some shit that, like, resonated with me. He was like, you know... It's wine colored. He's like, you know, it's a lot harder to... It's a lot harder to smoke a cigarette than it is to quit smoking a cigarette. And I was like, well, let me hear this. And he was like, well, like, okay, fucking, yeah, addiction's a bitch or whatever. But, like, it really does take more effort to smoke a cigarette than not. Like, you got you to gotta stop everything you're doing. If, you're, if you don't have any cigarettes, you got to go buy a pack of cigarettes. You got to spend money. You got to open that shit. No, you gotta, like, don't forget to pack them. You got to pack them. Exactly. Exactly. You got to unwrap the fucking plastic wrap. You got to find a place to throw it away. You got to light smell. it. You got to smell them. Smell them. Light them. That's what I'm saying. Them. I love cigarettes. And yeah. when I... And a, an already smoked cigarette, I I can't fuck with because I it'll make me you know like or when an ashtray. But the smell. fresh pack, yeah, but like a smell of a fucking nice, a high quality, fucking. What was like high a, quality for you? Like a Dunhill or a or a or a, a Galois Blonde or a Jatani or a fucking. The shit oh, you were fancy. Ever smoked. <laughs> I was so fucking like on the high level, high quality tobacco. I was gonna shipping. say that because you're still in Michigan. Yeah. You used to buy Lucy's. You know, what I'm saying? Oh, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, dude. and we would you, you go in smoke shop yeah. and just be like, "Let me get a real cigarette, please." Build your own pack. Yeah, <laughs> so tough, tough joints, man. I, yeah, we. A Dunhill is a good cigarette because that shit's fucking packed in there. That's Pensacola, growing up, we just had the finest of your hood ass tobacco. So really Tip nothing, top? really nothing. Top at all. hat? No, what is it? Top. I mean, to be top. a. Top. <laughs> top. You wrote. That's how you top. Yeah, it. yeah, it's top. I smoke camel. Top I smoke camel lights for most of my smoking career. To be honest, I uh, I I switched to cigarettes uh, about two or three years into my smoking career because as a you know young classy gentleman, I started off with the black and milds, Bless. killing it at the Wendy's in Damn high school. Cloves. You know, I smoked uh, black no, and milds when I worked at Wendy's. Cloves. Man. I think never that's just a cloves? Wendy's thing, no. bro. No, I know s- people who bought cloves. I've and smoked. Smoke cloves I've smoked a cloves. clove. I've smoked a clove, but I do not. I did not smoke cloves. That's no. just a Wendy's Fuck employees. Thing. That's all. I smoked Black and Milds when I worked at Wendy's. Too. Oh, Black and Milds. Jesus oh, Blacks Christ. are cool. They're they're alright. But now looking back, they like smell too. good. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's sort a that's sorta. a yeah, that's about <laughs> it. Like now looking back, if I were to smoke a wine Black and Mild, I'd probably oh, throw up at disgust- this point in my well, life. Wine <laughs> ones are disgusting. <laughs> a regular one is fine. A light <laughs> one maybe. The wine. Oh, the no, wine. no, no, no. Wood tip. Uh, you got to get the wood tip that. Black and Mild so you're fancy. Wood tip. You never had a wood tip black and wild? For the filters or wood? Yeah. yeah that's, all, that's all after my time. I remember the gold, <laughs> yeah, the gold joints and yeah. the, re- the reggae. That's what I'm saying. What are they talking about, man? I was, I, was <laughs> at the, I was at the bottom of the barrel with this tobacco. You're talking about this this high-end tobacco. I know nothing about Listen, listen. Finer things in life. You know Fair what I'm saying? Enough. I rolled my own for head. a minute. Yeah, this guy <laughs> likes weed now, okay? Me too. <laughs> I rolled my own for a minute because it made me feel better about myself. It was in a time I was still in college and I got prescribed Adderall, and so I took it a lot. And very I, seriously. I took it very. <laughs> I took it a little too seriously. <laughs> that's good. 
I took it a little too seriously. And so, like, I was just chain smoking at this point in my life, you know, like. Right. So you need money. You get four dollars for a whole pack of bugles and the wrapper. The the (laughs) hand rolling it slow you down. Smoke a little. It did. It did. It did, actually. But you know what the thing was? I was. No filter. I was smoking spliffs a lot that what point in the, time too because I was like trying to calm down it's very Californian weed? of you is that weed <laughs> what is seriously that? that's is when that uh, what that's when that? you <laughs> mix tobacco with the oh, okay. uh, cannabis I believe they call it a something split. I still I didn't know that something <laughs> I still don't necessarily agree with to this smoking weed for 25 years you know to be honest man one good split only cat I ever really saw do that was uh, daddy Clarence was Donnie Barley skateboarder yeah Donnie Barley yeah Oh, I love. I'm a spliff gal. Damn, you know Donnie? Allegedly, I don't know Donnie. He he. We oh man, we're taking it. Well, not as far back as seventh grade, but taking it back. Oh, uh, please do, please do. If we're talking no, about no, Donnie no, Barley, yeah. Shit. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, not was it Toy Machine? Thrasher. No, he was on Toy Machine. Ed, Ed then he went to <laughs> then he went to Element after that. Yeah. There was a time when I lived with a bunch of skaters and and and. Uh, they they came. We did a park with them or whatever in East Lansing. They came through and then they stayed with us and party and shit. Damn, some cool dudes. Uh, and then some, it was them and some dudes from Shorties. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say yeah. So because um, Muska was on Toy Machine, I think around the same time as that. He was also. there. Ed Templeton was real cool though, man. Hanging out with him. That is fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, a lot back in the day. Way Did he paint you naked? No, he just chilled. <laughs> he and, wishes and mixed tobacco with his weed, and, and we made fun of him for it. Because uh. like, what are you from California, bro? Like, what are you fucking doing? Is that a California We just like thing? weed. Weed. It was, beca- and I say the only dude because yeah, and there was more of that. But by the time I was in California, when I moved to Oakland, by the time I was out in Cali, it was that was a thing of the past. You know, what I'm saying mm. people were already like no most people were already distancing themselves from cigarettes. Like, excuse me, sir, I'm gonna need you to. Go fifty feet across the street to smoke that. I think they're yeah, just all gonna stare at you in you think disappointment. It's bad in Florida, like in uh, I in think it's like New York Cal- and California, it's like so much worse. Yeah, right. Cal- California, it's They'll terrible. They literally tell you just get the fuck away from it. Like, right. you just you go know, over there. They don't smoke them in Colorado, really either. Eh. But I mean, I mean not that I really saw. If, if but weed it's not was legal here, like it is there. Oh, I would not smoke either. It's not like how it is in California, though. I think they've made it illegal for you to smoke in your own private car in California. Correct. Wow. You can't, story. Even, can't even do that. What does that mean? Like it means in your exactly, own car, you're not allowed. Means exactly what I just said. Can't smoke a cigarette in a moving vehicle. If, if, you're <laughs> if I'm in my own car and really? a, a nope. cop pulls me over, nope. I'd be like, I'd, I'm gonna uh, do a high speed chase right now <laughs> so for a, for a pack of for a pack of three oh fives. Three oh five. I know how you get down. Some decades. I smoked at three oh five in my time, okay? You know, sometimes you're hurting. I like it. American uh, you By get the a, way, you can get yeah. a two dollar out there when I you do can not get a fucking smoke three oh fives, you piece of shit. Yes he, yes he does. Yes he does. When What's you got Yes he does. Sometimes when you sometimes when you're smoking three oh fives, you gotta have two dollars for a pack of cigarettes. Who was in here smoking these? I have no idea. They've been there forever. Before I, spirits are before I hand these over the to you, way. I'd like to point something out real quick. Do not about give those to our me. friend here. Um, that you guys are putting me in a weird situation. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to hand Look how me. diesel this motherfucker is. So his me. arm is fully extended <laughs> to hold this peace pipe, and, and you know, I mean, fully flexed. He he's not flexing. Look, he's inhaling, but his chest goes out to his, almost yeah, his fucking he's, uh, he is the most diesel <laughs> Indian uh, Native Christ. American and then American he's, Indian he's, he's smoking <laughs> fucking weed by the way <laughs> he's got a peace pipe damn he really is bro he and got some triple D's fuck saying I smoke 305s Brandon wait 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 is tobacco still bad if it's only tobacco and water 
Because our ancestors smoked that shit. Tobacco and water. Hello, ingredients. Ingredients. Yes. Tobacco and water. Still bad. But I read about the health benefits of this shit. Still inhaled tar and shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's terrible for you, but at the same time, I don't think it's as bad for you. I think that the 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 cleanliness of the environment of our former inhabitants of this continent, like they were living their life so fucking clean. Talk about clean eating and shit. Like right. everything, that, you know, nothing. There was no point. nothing was there. There was, was no pesticides. Right. You know, they, they were yep. so in tune with the earth. They were so fit from being hunters that they could enjoy a fucking pipe and still live to be fucking eighty. And they could exactly. enjoy, some, you know, yeah, I, you know, what? and be diesel as shit from doing all those one-handed push-ups. Exactly. Just with the combination <laughs> of everything, yeah, everything they're doing, just living regular, living regular life. You know, moving from place to place, hunting, foraging, all that shit. You know, the actual yep. tasks of. Natural of Come natural on. everyday life, living I've off had a the real land. Cigarette in a while, I've been smoking three hundred five. Shut the hell up, goddammit. <laughs> so, what would your? You know, uh, you smoke three hundred five. What would your Indian name be? My Indian wow, name. Hmm, my I think in- mine would be hands in his pockets. <laughs> ha- all right, all right. I like this. I like this. Just like that, hands in his pockets. I think hands mine in his pockets. I think so. mine would be speaks when necessary. Yes, I like it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what about you, man? Stands uh, with a beard. I would say, uh, <laughs> ne- I was going to say, never gets over himself. That's going to what I'm going to say. For you? No, for, for him. For me? That meant for you. What? <laughs> oh, you really roasted him, bro. Yeah, yeah I know. Burn, he's, right? <laughs> he's just sad because I put him out there for smoking 305. That's okay. All my those, God. You, hey, I'm okay, gonna wait for the buzz over here. Okay, B-Rock, what is your what is your? Wow, it's really taking this 305 thing <laughs> to heart. Get over himself now. All right, wait. So what what is yours name? I'm gonna say. Uh, it's gotta be a verb and then a noun, like now dancing <laughs> or clown. squatting, dancing or. under the moon. I'm just gonna use yours, dancing clown. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> where that works, good. I guess. You know, if you if you want to be called that, but come on, let the people know how you feel. Get in touch with your your inner Native American. Fear of a black planet. There we go. No, not, not, not. That doesn't work. No. Taken out of context. Not applicable. (laughs) You totally just read that poster on the ceiling, man. (laughs) Corndog, do you have a Native American name for yourself? Yeah, I do. Are you going to say it? Or are you just <laughs> I'll say it. I'll gonna say it. trail off like you, that? You want say, me to say vast it? crevice. I'm just thinking it, it up go. right now. You want me to say it? You want me to say mine? You say mine. You know what mine is. <laughs> you. Oh, me? Yeah. Okay. How the fuck would I know? Yeah, All right. I I got you. I'll help you out with this one. I just met you. <laughs> you tried to clown me at the door. I told me there's no podcasting happening here. I did. I fucked with him. I was like, ah, oh, he looked semi address. concerned, but also like he was pretty sure of himself. I was so. like, your voice sounds familiar, though. And I listened to a couple he, episodes. He's good. I, think good. That, like, I was like, you what look are you like talking a corn about? Dog. Yeah. So what are you talking about? Podcasts? What? So if I, if Neil's not or if uh, Mr. Clarence is not here, y'all are not going to pick on me instead, right? Because no, seems to be oh a my gosh, it's uh, only him. No, 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 he no, sets no, no. himself to make up fun for of it. Daddy. 
He really just asked for he it. He asked for it all Father the time. Father Clarence is what we call him. <laughs> <laughs> Father, Father Clarence. Clarence. I would never say that. Faja. Faja <laughs> Clarence. Vader. Uh, he just, okay. Listen, he starts the race monologue, not us, okay? <laughs> he did. He did. He, did. he <laughs> invites all of the all of the jibes hey, hey, we take hey, at him. Hey, hey, J- jibes. Hey, hey, hey. Shout out, Daddy, jabs and jibes. Daddy Clarence. Shout out, my man. Faja. Hooking me up to be on a podcast. Yeah, He's indeed. The shit. We Even love though him. you're Canadian as fuck. Your sister's hot. <laughs> is it, Yeah. Why do you even have to I bring that up? Why do you have to bring that? Probably your mom game, too, so and probably know. your dad too. Why do you have to bring these situations up? He doesn't I'm, want that to is be his out sister there. Hot, though? Fine. I'm just trying to make sure he gets clown, even though hey, he's not here. Was his sister <laughs> hot? Though? I'm, that's yeah, all. Fine. I'm neither going to say yes or no to your question, B Rock. She's fine. I'm not going to say yes. I'll, sh- or no. I'll hit you. Up. I'll. Sh- we'll talk. Big old snake baskets. Enough about him. What more do you want to know about me? Yeah, seriously, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even get to say my Native American name. Oh shit! Enough about me. <laughs> right? Trust about me. I've runs with dongs. No, no. Like, I, just I don't you. run with dongs, dude. I literally <laughs> run with one dong. And we don't run. We sit and we watch the Great British Baking Show. Okay, so get it straight. That is true. Get the Zumbo shit, I'm telling you. Sign one, as you Make can see. Make them jump like Zuboma food. As you can see, this bitch. is exactly how the show goes every time. It just, just fucking goes off. And I'm, having, off the I'm having a real good time. So We're going off the rails that, on you know? a crazy train. You know who said that? that? This is the the loosest interview Topic. you could ever oh. consider an interview. <laughs> also, get used to get her. close. Get her. Get used to B Rock looking at the time because he's going to try to leave at any moment's notice before we even finish the show. Where are you gonna go? He's gonna uh, go home. home. He's gonna go. He's what do you gotta go do? He doesn't care. He doesn't care enough to hear your story. He doesn't care enough to hear what else you have to We're say. We're about to start the story now. But wait, he- <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> you see? I was born. <laughs> You see my, how he is. You see how he treats us. My Native American name would be. So what happens when you smoke three of fives? Leans with, and uh, leans with a foam cup. You started this a out foam strong. Foam cup. That's a good one. <laughs> leans with a foam cup. Oh, way to jump on the bandwagon. Leans with fat boys. B O I S Z. Okay, I fuck with that. That's I good. fuck with that. Thanks, dude. Okay, Great. so. Now that we've, you know, really just hammered home everything we could about cigarettes and Native American names and everything, <laughs> got to get back to the real topic at hand. Everybody so, just take a deep breath. Can we just sh- breathe in? Decompress a little bit there. Breathe out. As you do that. All right. So, as I was saying. <laughs> thank you, Corndog. So, I know you were mentioning that you were getting into writing as well uh, growing up, doing a little tagging and whatnot. Yeah, that came later. That came later. Okay, okay, yeah, I got you. Fair for enough. sure. Like, uh, so did you start? Did you start actual writing before you were tagging? Like, uh, like writing um, rhymes and shit, or I probably did write some stuff in middle school. I, I, uh, I think that. Uh, excuse me, one second. That's real time. That's like my beer, right beer there. digesting. Oh yeah. Thank, sure. thank you for the. Uh, beer oh no worries um no nah, man like you know it falling in love with hip-hop being in middle school being a white kid in the midwest i don't really know uh there was a class though at my middle school we talk about awesome public schools up there there was a music technology class and the late the assistant band director had fucking like uh, a bunch of computers in there and like Micrologic. i don't know if you guys are into audio or whatever yes uh so uh Micrologic and like Korg keyboards. So I took nice. that class as an elective. Oh, damn. And I learned how to sequence and fuck with MIDI. That's really um, fucking and this cool. This is in seventh grade. I was, you, damn. Isn't that cool? So so I did that and I got all hyped on that. See, now, prior to that, like also I had my everybody in my family collected records, right? 
And then you would hear shit, and I started to, un- like, prior to that, it's kind of like, how did, I didn't even know how you made, I couldn't fathom how a beat was made or something got on the, it's like what Dose One said, like, oh, you pour the beat down the beat tube, and it just gets on the tape. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, you know? So I started yeah. to, like, hear samples, or I would hear a song, or a fucking Rolling Stones song, I'd be like, wait a minute, that's this song. And I started to kind of put that together, I guess. Um, I do remember a movie I saw called Fly By Night. You ever seen that? Remember no. that movie? So no. this is like 93, 2 maybe, but Fly By Night was a movie. It was like a hip-hop fucking rap story movie. Okay. And there's a scene in there where these guys are, they run in, they, they ambush their dad's record collection and start fucking putting a sample together. Ah. And I remember seeing that and being like, oh. This is the realization. Oh, moment. okay. You know, sampling. So that kind of became yes. my thing. Fly By Night. No, that's an album by Rush. Are you a Rush <laughs> fan? A Rush fan is a particular type of... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Way to look into the line. How do you not know that that's not Fly By Night is about. totally a shit movie, but Rush. there's some scenes in there that are like hip-hop and shit, like battling, and, and uh, yeah, it was dope. But anyway, so I, I, I talked my dad into buying uh, a keyboard and a, and a family computer. I don't know if I can put my MicroLogic on there, and I fucked with that for a few summers. Damn, um, so right. I got into beats first. I wrote some rap songs that probably sucked. <laughs> in that era of seventh, eighth grade, but it wasn't until like high school, uh, 93, 94, where I started kind of being like going out and going to open mics. Word. And, and trying to have the courage to freestyle out open mics uh, in, in the city. So, and again, a dope place to grow up. Like East Lansing in the fucking mid late 90s was insane fucking party town. And I grew up like three blocks from campus. So, um, right, Everybody's there was a lot of fucking finding out this music too, and they're ready. Oh to my party. god! And they man. were older, and, uh, so they appreciated it, and they were mature in the art. And oh, ain't nobody was mature, but uh, <laughs> no, but like, say. but they were more. I mean, more mature than you well, were because you were young. I, I, you know, time. like access was coffee house to to co op mm. to squat house. Those mm-hmm, parties mm-hmm. that would happen. Yeah. Um, I could get into those based on having older brothers and sisters, right? right. So, uh, right. And, like and then you guys show up over here, and I'm sure I sucked on the mic, but but the courage to get on the mic, freestyle, yeah, early and you stuff. Had the fucking That's hot fucking shit. dope. Did you feel supported in that time, like by the people around you? Even if you sucked, were they like, "Yo, like, keep doing your um, thing, man"? So, a couple of dudes I fuck with up there. One was this guy DJ Ruckus, who is still around. He's a super dope hip hop DJ. He's an activist. He's somebody that I got no with later with activism. To who? Right. Who's a Ruckus? Is there a ruckus? Bring the motherfucker. Uncle ruckus. ruckus. Uh, DJ Ruckus is like a fucking. Uh, he actually has a ramen shop now in, in Lansing called Ruckus Ramen. He does his thing up there. Okay. Shout out DJ Ruckus. We Hell gotta yeah. go. He dope. Uh, but he was the guy that was like, "Yo, fucking, you know, started inviting me to, sh- to parties and shit, whatever." And then there's another cat named 360, who was the illest and still to this day, he goes by a different name now. He goes by Tweech's Zone, uh, Tweech, Tweech's Zone. Uh, Tweech is still to this day the illest freestyler uh, I think on the planet. Right, you ain't even gonna find him on the internet. He's super yeah. fucking underground. Word. So in Sick. high school, there was a couple dudes that I met at these parties and open mics that both of them looked like they were both like five foot five, and they both looked like vampires. They looked like a cross between fucking like Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> they had like heavy widows peaks and black, <laughs> yeah. or like Eddie Munster looking motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway, they they had a couple of samplers that they weren't using. And I somehow got my hand on those. And that was my first. So I got a, a, an Ensignic EPS for the summer. And then later in that fall, uh, ASR-10. And that was when basically I took that year. That must have been sophomore or junior year, somewhere in there. High school. 95, right? 94, 95. Mm-hmm. And, and I took that year and I sampled 
my dad's entire record collection. Damn. And what was Damn, left of bro. my sister's collection too, which was dope because she had a mixture of like that '90s rock, and you'd be like, "Oh, uh, Suzanne Vega, yo. oh, uh, Tracy Chapman, oh, uh, you know that kind of shit." So you my, just went to town. Damn, I sampled dude. everything to floppy disk, which I still have all. What those, a fucking that's samples. crazy. So how do you use that? Well, I, I made I I could now still that that's what's funny is because is all the advancements are shit. I'm I'm still in my studio making beats on on a floppy. Uh, no, floppy. zip zip disk. I'm still in the old technology hardware. A zip drive. I use a like, zip drive da- how, daily. How those? Uh, he can't give you his secrets, bro. No, it's just basically I still make music in the thread of the era. So you. So put it this way. Nowadays, these kids got, and I'm talking producer shit again. I don't know your audience, but oh no, it doesn't so, matter. So Wait. nowadays, you got access to kits, and you can you can get on your Ableton or your whatever they're using, you know, um, the machine, and right. it's about sound packs. You 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 buy you buy all your sounds. I still right. I still find my sounds in the the world around me in the crates, primarily yep. crates, but also I try to stay away from YouTube, but movies and and whatever, and then. The, the world around us and, and and again incorporating live musicians that came later in my life but back then it was like you had 10 seconds to sample so right. you had to be really fucking creative with how if you only had 10 seconds of sample time to fit right. on a, on, a, on a fucking floppy disk or what that's what the hard drive in the machine will hold right you had a kick snare hi-hat you had to chop it really fine use a couple of sounds a couple of samples and you right so you'd be able to you Use could, it in your mix. I think the, the limitations made us more creative. More selective. Yo, because uh, people work well under to. pressure. Yeah, Under definitely. that pressure, you know what I mean? It's like, well... So, I guess what I'm just saying is now, like, how would you transfer... You take your zip drive from what you use at home to make your shit. How would you transfer that over? You just well, make a file... No, what I do now is is I create beats in the raw form on the MPC. I use MPC at, right. still, so 2000. Uh, I, I make the beats on that, and they don't right. get any bigger than what that can hold, which is 32 megabytes. Right, exactly. And and, and, and then it's from there, from there, you track it to a DAW Pro Tools or something like okay. that. And I'll and add, come back add layers, add longer samples right. that wouldn't fit, add live musicians, add lyrics, add so scratches. So that ultra-natural sound is starting yeah. from the beginning. Well, if you listen to my music, uh, it's definitely you can tell that it has that NPC feel to it, and a oh, bit yeah. more old school feel to For it. Sure, I, I, dude. I think it does. You know, and, I and really I, like your sound bites. Yo, thank you. I don't know what y'all listen to, but I uh, uh, it was he sent me. I listened to a bunch of stuff, old yeah. school rap, and and I can talk. I heard to you. one on your SoundCloud and three from the ones he sent me. Cool. I'd love to tell you about those releases and stuff, but yeah, for yeah. me, it started with beats. It started with that, and then it was after high school that I got the my first NPC. I've gone through many, many since then. I still return to the same machine. I use other shit too, but you know, most it's based around an NPC. But that's dope to be able to say that you grew up at a time, you know, where that was still prevalent. Before, I mean, it's not to say that it that that type of beat making has faded out or anything, but it's it's definitely changed. That is for sure. I think it's like a it's a novelty. You think, but you think about like no, it's not a novelty. Not a novelty, but like the way that he uses it. Swamberger, you guys are familiar with, I'm sure. Oh yeah, Swamp still makes beats. I love Swamp strictly on the NPC. Swamp, come on the podcast. Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he might, he might, he might talk to Shakes. Uh, and so I could cut to like I moved to Florida, right? So I came down here go to school, do my thing. And Swan was the first person I met down here. So Word. this is 99 now. That's a dope-ass connect to make so early. If you scroll back far enough in my SoundCloud, there's an album on there that I did with Swan that I produced and he rapped on. Fuck yeah. Uh, and it's a lost, comes off a lost cassette tape, so it's a little hissy sounding, but I did Ooh. it. So so I got I got down here and didn't know anybody, but I will say I know this is a, a, a Milk District. This is an Orlando-based 
uh, outlet right here, this podcast, yep, which is yep. dope. And I love hearing and seeing all the people that y'all are supporting and shouting out. But uh, th- th- none of this was here <laughs> when yep. I got, when I was here before the milk, you know. So like, but I was up near, you know, full sale like everybody else, and uh, it was just a good time, man. Like you, if you if you had a band. Back in ninety nine, two thousand in Orlando, you could get a show. Right, didn't matter if you get a spot somewhere. Yeah, venues abundant, fucking kids everywhere. You needed a mic stand. I don't even know how we did it. Like I don't even know how some of that gear came into where I was, but like it was people. You just go across the hall and knock on the door, and they're in there filming a fucking movie, and downstairs they're doing this. And I felt like it was a really good time. Full Sail was still like small enough to where we could own it, you know. And it was like right. Catched it back then. Uh, it was still a shopping center. You knew way. everybody. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but you could get studio time. Yeah. Pretty easy, you know? Yeah. And, and it wasn't so crowded. And it, it, I only exactly. say, I don't know what it's like now. And I only say that uh, I've heard based sure on how it was like bigger. when I was leaving. I've heard yeah. from some yeah. people, you know, that go there recently. It's not necessarily as open as it was back then. Well, you know. I mean, like, it's just, with, just do you know, anything. As yeah. you have an influx of people coming in, you know, it's just the natural progression of I, things. I felt it as I was leaving, so I, I feel I, I'm sure it's grown more. But, like, uh, I know it's grown. But, um, yeah, you know, I came down here. You know, I came from up north. I'm, I'm doing shows. I'm just starting to record the 360 Degrees record. That dude that I told you was the dope freestyler. Uh-huh. I got him and I got DJ Ruckus cutting on it, kind of making a local name for ourselves. I split to Florida. I come down here. I, I tell my my now wife, my girlfriend at the time, like, hey, I'm, I'm fitting to go to Florida. And, you know, so. Oh, shit. Are you coming or not? <laughs> no, she was like, yeah, actually, I'm pregnant. So I was like, oh. Oh, shit. I guess you're really? coming. So then. come with me, girl. <laughs> come with me, girl. So we did a long distance relationship and, and, and still to, with her to this day. So those kids are all, like, told you, all big ass dudes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it came down. Swan was one of the first people I met. Jeremy Soul was doing shit down here. I don't know if you guys know him. He's a DJ on uh, that LA uh, famous station. What's that called? Uh, KTLX or whatever uh, the no uh, it's a big radio station. You got me there. What's what's the, the the college radio in LA that's the shit? Um, You've definitely got me there. I don't, uh, I don't know. I, 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 it'll come to me. But Jeremy Soul, dope fucking DJ. He showed me a lot of love. And then I met Bluebird, and I met Philco, and I Word. met DJ Spytech, and we formed a group, which was called Jerk Circuit, uh, which you can find also on Spotify, iTunes, all that shit. Uh, you know, Bird, shout out Bird. He's he went. He he made a name for himself. He's kind of big on underground hip hop. He's on Fake Four. He did a bunch of shit with Endemic Records. Um, super dope MC. But we we put out one record here, sold it out of our backpacks, and played shows fucking for two summers straight. Killed it all day. Like That's we were kind of early cool. Anticon era. We were like the go to local opener. We were the nice. first the first rap group to play in Will's Pub. Nice. Uh, oh shit. The, the old Will's was down. Yeah, the, yeah. Down the street when right. But when Will was still scared. Shout out Will. What a Will scared of rappers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, now he's got all the fucking rappers in there. Right, he just had yeah. big Frida well, there last week. Right. Oh, dude. What? Yeah, dude. I straight up couldn't. You, you I, need to be like your. Wife I had tickets. Bro. I didn't go. You had uh, to. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So you know, like we we started bringing. We brought down Sage Francis, and that was our big breakthrough mm-hmm. as a crew. Now we were going to like the Hush Battles. You guys remember that Hush Battles? It was a, it was a, so you know like I don't know you guys are familiar with like Grind Time and oh yeah, Mad Ills. Yep, that mm. dude Madness. Uh, all those cats down there. Nemo. They, they was like a Monday night battle at UCF, right? And back then, Back Booth was by UCF also. Oh wow! Which was in that plaza that's now like 
fucking it's completely condos different. and yeah. restaurants and shit. Right. So there was like the library and all that shit. Nice library was is there. Right. I used to work at the underground blues. Yeah, I used to catalyst. Yeah. Guys, we can't talk over each other. We're also excited. Sorry. Yeah, we well, see we can hear each other. It's just the podcast. <laughs> Don't worry about. It. Anyways, yeah, it was dope over there. Back booth was there, and that's where I first saw Swamp with Jeremy Soul and Anthony Cole, who's Nat King Cole's nephew, was playing wow. playing God sax damn. and keys there. So if you go back to my first solo record, all the horns are are Anthony Cole. God damn. Um, who was Sam Rivers' drummer? So I was really lucky. Be f- I was fucking with those guys, having a great fucking time. Orlando was the shit. I literally was paying my rent. Don't tell my dad he was still sending me like 600 bucks a month, but I was paying my rent <laughs> selling CDs. So I'm basically a fucking rap star. To my, you know what I mean? Yep. And we spent all our time holed up doing crazy, regressive, underground. We basically, I felt like we kind of originated the nerd rap shit down here in the Southeast. Nice. Um, but we were totally on on Anticon's dick, pr- pretty much, like as far you. as like following what they were doing. I feel you. But we were fresh out here and nobody knew it, you know? Yeah, so that's what we did. Then I did my thing there. I went I went back to Michigan. I went to Oakland and tried to find my dream job. Didn't find it. Came back to Michigan, got married. By the time I was out in Oakland, I did a couple of albums. I did one with Jeremy Soul. It never came out. I did Damn. I did a solo record that I eventually put out with Endemic, which is a label out of Montreal. Yep. And they did my album that I put out uh, also in 2016. It's called Bottom Dollar, which was pretty successful. And again, it's all small stuff. I'm not, you know... If I was not small, y'all already would have heard about about me before. I, I got thoroughly here. enjoyed Bottom uh, Dollar. I by feel the like smallest. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, I mean, you think about it, like you know, what they say about uh, a thousand real fans. If you have a thousand real fans, it's you, better than two million su- fake fans. Well, no, yeah. I mean, if you have a thousand, True. yeah, but if you have a thousand real fans, that's enough to support you on what you're doing. Because that's if you get if you get a thousand people to fully back what you're doing and they continue supporting you, you don't need to to really move right. on any, any further like, past that. I feel like if you hit that ratio, like that that one thousand number, you know those people like for real, for real, for real, for you real, have for to real, fuck yeah. with you. Exactly. They they heard your shit. They listen to your lyrics and like you touch them on a level where it's like, damn, like I know you well enough and I fuck with you well enough to like support you and buy your shit. Because you yep. touched me in a way, and it's like that, like exchange of energy, which is like super fucking dope. Which is, I feel like, lost on a lot of mainstream music, lost well, on a lot of those people who like have fucking five k, five five million followers. You know what I mean? And a lot of that's transient too. But like, you know, it's it's about yeah. it's about grinding it out. And and these cats that I really respect that have done that, right. like Bluebird, like Astronautilus, like. You know, I mean, fucking Swanberger. I mean, Jesus, that dude's been hustling for fucking decades yep. out here. You know? And just committed as fuck to, to the to the love of the craft, and, man. And, and super dope, good people, you know. But, like, you know that those, if you have that thousand real fans, which I don't think that I do. I did at one point, but I took a big, I took a big hiatus. And so, well, I'm probably in the, in the 400 mark, you know, like, cause I know that I know how many tapes and CDs I sold, but, uh, like, uh, anyway, yeah, man. Like if you, if you're out there grinding out, shout out to you enough, enough respect, like guys like blueprint coming here, June 9th, that motherfucker. I'll be there. 40 fucking city tours and shit totally yep. doing his shit right and that's i, I just think about 40 cities that's 40 at least 40 weeks a year that's the whole year you know? i mean fucking a lot of time he's doing it in like 45 days right like, that's Whoa, crazy dude. you know sage man wow been doing it forever so but yeah we when we opened for sage francis at will's pub uh it was me and bluebird it was the jerk circus first show is the jerk circuit uh philco was the other dude in the group and he's from cleveland also, a super ill poet. He did all kinds of different types of music in his career. But uh, what up? You're raising your hand. Happy like, National Poetry Month. Have you been writing? I have been writing. 
I have been writing. I put out a beat tape that you listen to on SoundCloud in January. In December, I put out that EP. Nice. The EP is going to be... The 38-minute one? What was that? Uh, so that, that's, that, that, that's, a, that's called Signal to Noise. That's the fourth installment of a beat tape series. Essentially, so here's, here's what happened. See, what, here's what the fuck happened. So I got back Tell to us. Michigan, right? I got married. I started working for the company that I work for now. I've been with for 15 years, right? And... Uh, so that's been a good thing for me. It's taken me across the country. I've done a lot of things. Congratulations, man. Thank you. So, uh, but, you know, I, I started to grow my career, you know, in the, in culinary and uh, hospitality. And so I had I kind of took the music, took a backseat, put the drum machine in a box, didn't, didn't fuck around for like probably five years Damn. until I got to Orlando. And this is after moving five times-ish, four or five times. Do you think that you put it, Away just because of being busy with like the the company that you and, were with and, and having small kids too raising my, I feel you. Raising my kids now now they're a bit bigger so anyway I came here and the restaurant I'm at now is the first one that I've ever worked at that was only dinner dinner only ah uh, so now I'm lifestyle change I'm going I'm not going in and I'm the chef I'll stroll in at weird, noon man. <laughs> I could sleep in I could stay up late and I. Dusted off the the drum machine. I started digging again. I started writing again, and it took me that a awesome. while. Yeah. It was amazing, man. It took me a while to get my momentum. And in the meantime, in about three years, I made probably two hundred fifty beats. Right. So, do you think that that kind of helps though? Like taking the hiatus as well, almost, well, almost like. I mean, I know that you know it's change, like. Your I, I mean, I know it's like five years that you could have been doing things, but I mean. You if know, you look at it from one way, it could have been like a creative refresh as well. It definitely was. It definitely, I don't know though, because you, some of the skill set, like performing con- uh, two times a week, some shit like that, three times a week, I was, you know, doing warp tour, do, yeah. doing shows, different cities, you know, little small regional tours. You got to like, keep doing it. You to, keep sharp, man. So it, sharp it might sure. be riding a bike, but it might fucking not be like. And, I feel that. Same thing with doing this podcast. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Exactly. You know? so, like, so I'm, yeah, I mean I don't know. We we did our thing and and like but but coming moving a bunch of times and then getting into a situation where I'm like I now have a little bit more free time. Yep. So I started doing it again. But the all the extra beats that didn't make bottom dollar were what I built those beat tape series out of gotcha. all the time. And I'm just taking samples and samples. So the audio collage aspect, which was very Jerk Circuit. So if you go back and listen to Jerk Circuit, which we actually re-released on that boutique uh, cassette label shout out, uh, Illuminated Pass. That yes. dude that does light the visuals and shit around yes. here. So he does a he's a he's got a boutique tape label, and he put out um, in in uh, cooperation with Endemic. He put out Jerk Circuit re-release. So Word. that's the original tape. And there's still some floating out there, and it's on it's on you know whatever digital everywhere. Um, so I had all these extra beats, and I started. Well, what am I gonna do with them? Try to fuck with rappers. No, no luck there. <laughs> Hence the line: MCs is poets, acting like a bitch, you know. Uh, so you know, I mean, I could, I you know, but whatever. I was trying to holler at some people, get some stuff going, try to get yeah, back man. more involved in the hip hop community here. But I come yeah. back and I'm like, everybody's old now, and I'm like an elder. Mm. I'm like the judge at the contest now. So it's like yeah. weird. Isn't you know? that fucking crazy? Yeah. Can you I know? ask you, in that time that you were taking a hiatus, did you have an itch for it? Did you write anything oh, like yes. on the low? Did you? I did. I would write. I probably. You know, three or four songs that I've done since I got back in the game are stuff that, that I wrote in that time. Dude, I'm not a fast writer though, so me, yeah, dude. Four or five songs a year is good. good but I mean, me. I was listening to your shit, and it's well thought out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, like it's yeah, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily something that you can just throw together. You know right. what I'm saying? Like people don't 
People don't understand the work that gets well, put into this shit sometimes. It's a lot, and it's also about what environment you're in. Like when when we were, we basically had a hip hop fucking collective here in Orlando, and so at the time, you're surrounded so by you're it. fucking. It's every day. Everybody's, everybody's pushing each other. Pumped, yeah. And everybody's yep. got these ideas, and you're like, damn, like Feed I could definitely. That. Oh man, it's so fucking true. Like, it's, great. it's, it's great. so fucking true, dude. So it I, I so had to learn to do it different, you know, and kind of more solitude, like. Definitely had to change, but uh, yeah, I pulled out some some heaters out of the the, you know, when it's, I was in the dugout and fucking. Dude, it's fucking, yeah. it's you know. crazy how much you could pull out in those moments of like solitude. I gotta say, also with the signal to noise series, I dig it, man. With the soundscapes and everything that you're bringing people I know. through, I mean, it's appreciate. It. I don't know how far you got into part four, but there's a. I heard the whole thing. You heard those? I, I did a, a bad and bougie remix. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. Getting, I was like, I'm getting shit for that. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> dude, I, when I curious. first when I first heard that, come on, no, fuck that. I was just like, I was like, what the fuck? Is that what I think it is? And uh, I well, turned it up, and I was like, I didn't turn it back down. I'll let you know that. Because I, that's the turn up, man. You change with the times. You do what you gotta do. But if you can make it dope and make it still like unique right. to you and your style, like that's the thing fuck I, yeah. That's the thing I They're say. They're haters. That's what it is. I mean, that's the thing I say about this time period we are in right now with hip hop. You know, I mean, it's a very turbulent time in hip hop. That is for sure. But right, it, it doesn't mean that there's not good music being made. And there's if a ton, and if there's something that you you may not. Like, like for some reason, I can guarantee you, you can find something that you can flip and make it your own. Just like with that Bad and Bougie remix. When well, I heard it, I was like, yo, this shit that? is dope. It's 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 in the part four of the it was signal, a, yeah, signal towards the four. end. I, honestly, like I made that beat and I love the beat and I was having trouble writing to it because it's a slower, whatever. It's slow. It's fast. I wanted to rewind. Uh, it, but please, please rewind. Um, <laughs> no, nah, man. And, and, and my boy was like, yo, that's like fucking like any trap lyric could fit over that and I, but it's like a super heavy drum yep. with some funky guitar samples in yep. there so and i and i literally typed in you know trap song and that was the <laughs> first one that came up he's like this wasn't nice. my choice so i was like that's oh awesome. that's the raindrop Dog, drop top song gave that to me well i know raindrop drop top like you i mean raindrop corn pop look uh Corn dog, yeah, uh, raindrop <laughs> corn dog. So I mean, it was in my. Uh, it's ubiquitous, you know. The song it was in exactly. my it was in my ether somewhere. I just didn't know what it was. I if, I didn't know who sang it, and I was like, oh, those are the guys that um, Joe Budden uh, dropped the mic on and walked off. On. And yeah. DJ uh, who uh, again. So this is great. This yeah. is a really good idea. So I just sampled all that shit. It fit perfectly. It though, they man. totally fit. And also, what I did was I chopped a, a bar out of every like five post that on the bars. Page. I will be. I fucking pulled the lyrics sooner and sooner so if you actually know the song and try to sing along you'll be, you'll end up fucking up because yep. I, I, I made the i noticed that too i pulled it i pulled it a little more so a few more beats went by i'd make yep. his words go a click sooner i noticed just, that because i was change it a little bit i was you know? listening too and i was because I, I grew up i, I don't play piano anymore or anything no, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I grew up classically trained in piano so i'm constantly listening to time signatures and shit yeah, like that word. so as i'm paying attention to the lyrics i hear these little subtleties and i'm just like okay i see what's going on here all right but like what i was gonna say was i i'm fully a believer in honoring somebody all the way through whether it's a beat tape or an album you know and then just listening the whole way through and getting the full exposure but when that came on i wanted to rewind i was oh, like god okay. damn it i want to rewind this and listen to it for the start that shit is dope what do you what do you see yourself like i just 
I just liked it on my SoundCloud playlist because I haven't listened to that yet. Yeah. But seven likes. But <laughs> he said, "Woo, <laughs> yes!" <laughs> Along with all those other t- fucking sixth graders, it's great. Um, what what do you see yourself doing going forward, like musically? Do you see yourself writing more lyrics or making more beats or both? Um, well. I would say that uh please, please don't tell us you're gonna stop just because you're about to bounce. Like No man, I'm fucking really that excited. That shit's a to rejuvenation. That's like a new chapter. A bunch of crates in Columbus that are about to get pillaged, raided. <laughs> your, your boys yes. gonna be on the scene. They're gonna Genghis. give me dirty books. Genghis Khan of records out here. I honestly Genghis. think that it's thera- sign one con. It's therapeutic for me. It's Hell it's yeah. uh it's not something that, you know, it's certainly something that I'm doing on a regular basis as part of my routine to even if I go into the studio and turn everything on and listen to some records or if I just go dig in or if I have a purpose for it, I need to make this beat for this guy or something, you know, cause I do that too. But I, I, I just write and I want to continue to put out projects that the I'm working on one right now. I, I anticipate I'll do another full length record this year. Fuck um, yeah. And I, I have the outline for it. I have several of the tracks, just one of the tracks off the EP is going to go on it. Um, the gate to tape, which is a fucking hard banger. So yes, please, please listen to that. That song's full sale shit too, by the way. Gate <laughs> to tape some on some. Uh, I'll say reverse engineering, but we kind of did everything the wrong way. I don't know. D- full sale. They always say you go, you, you know, do it like this. They say don't gate to tape. Is what they they try to teach the kids. And like essentially, that song is a diss track to Signal Flow 100. <laughs> like uh-huh. it's a diss track to a class. Um, but nice. like, uh, and so that's, that's definitely for a select audience, but like, <laughs> that's so awesome. that's going to be on the record. And then I'm going to do a second verse, the lunch meat track, um, which is very political st- type stuff, which is funny because I wrote it when we were going to war in Iraq, but put it out. And it seems like I'm talking about the current still re- Republican. Yeah. And it's <laughs> very <laughs> Trumpy. Funny how crazy <laughs> it is, but uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm going to be putting out shit. Uh, I, w- I love, I would love to, uh, be, be able to be in an environment where I can, I want to. I would love to recreate that fucking collective vibe that I we were talking about. I would love to be in that again. I just don't know how to do it when you're I'm probably not the one to do it. No, the thing is because you're at this point, old. you know, you're not even that you're old, but you're seasoned. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people in the scene who are looking for you, who are who are like, I want to do this. I have these ideas. I have all these verses. I have all these lines. I have all these beats, but I don't know how to make them public. I don't know how to be transparent and visible with the community. The people who are being visible, not that they're not good, but they're not exactly about what you're about. You know what I mean? So like there's a lot of people who are fucking hidden who are trying to do what yeah. you've been doing. So you can act as kind of like a council and, and you know, not only elevate, but also like add like to what the what fuck Swan they're does, doing. Yeah. You that's know what, what I mean? Does. Yeah, it so definitely that incubates you, people. You just might be transitioning into another role, you know, like, like you said, you're kind of starting to be an elder. It doesn't mean elders are played out. You know what I mean? That's well, not what that means at all. I will it say just means that you provide wisdom and add to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like I will say that if I if I if you handed me the check, you know, <laughs> and we were gonna yeah. be like, all right, let's do what we want to do. I mean, I do. Don't get me wrong. I do do what I want to do. I've got a very you know my work life is is I'm passionate about and is really exciting. So a separate thing. But if you know if we were independently wealth wealthy out this bitch you know <laughs> I, could, I, I could see myself doing a small <laughs> label that was destined to lose money and focus Fuck on dope yeah, shit dude. you know and, and like uh i've also thought had dreams of starting a, a recording studio yo manifest that shit because just you, managing it you know you can and you can if that's something that's like in your fucking 
write that down in your goal list. Yeah, don't, his don't... wife will love that. No, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying write it down in your goal list so that, you know, like, that's something that you can seriously look into. Because with your skill set and your ability to uh, fucking gather people and gather resources and gather the shit that you want for your purpose, it's completely attainable. Well, you know, it just takes initiative, effort, and you just got to stack the bread, which you will. Well, I will say that I'm not you know? as in tune with, obviously, this industry as far as, like, putting our records has changed so much, mm-hmm. you know? And, and when I was starting to get into it, we were, you, it was uh, the hard the hard copy, the physical, and I, I apologize. I was going to bring y'all some fucking tapes and CDs, and I totally forgot to. So I'm going to just drop, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop them by. You can... Have Can them. you send them via drone? Um, yeah, right. No, I'll fucking pedal over here on my <laughs> unicycle. Just ride um, the ride the drone over here. No, nah, but I'm gonna bring y'all some shit. But you know, like I feel like the physical uh, selling CDs, selling vinyl, and all, all those things are making a comeback, which is good. Yes. Uh, but as as a, you could put out a record in 2000 as an underground hip hop artist with a little bit of notoriety regionally and every record store in the fucking country, every college radio station was hungry to get at it because it was worth money to them. And now that's not really there. So like definitely shout out to the people that do it independently and, and have made a name for themselves. But yeah, you got a tour, you got to grind it out. You got a fucking tour. And that's, that's the problem where I know that that's not something that I can do. Um, because of everything else going on in my life, and exactly. so, I, but you know, I play I play three or you four shows know. a year. You never do know. You never know. You could be the <laughs> next gonna, peanut butter. He's wolf. gonna hit it rich and then start a He could be the next peanut butter wolf. Like he could be saying, the next write Stones it down. Bro. Yo. That's all I'm saying is like, yo, follow your fucking dreams. Like, your kids are getting old. Your youngest is twelve. Twelve, yeah. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. You got like six years. <laughs> you got six years to make some fire you had to ass count shit. That out. Shut the fuck up, bro. I'm not good at math. I'm science and English, okay? You got six years to make some fire-ass fucking beats, some fire-ass lyrics, and to gather well, all your resources. That's a good amount of time. I feel like I got you know forever. What I mean? you, know? you got forever. Like, so, so, like, but follow your fucking dreams, appreciate dude. the love, though, man. We support... The Trap House it. supports the fuck out of you oh, and your word. dreams. Exactly. I gotta say, still... We gotta say about we, I'm we gotta get the story of where the name came from, too. We didn't get that. That's the graffiti portion, uh... I, uh, yeah, so, so you were you, know. were you writing graffiti before you left Michigan? Yes, uh, in Michigan, there was one cat in particular that I hung out with that he was from Columbus, and he was a writer, and he went by, he wrote Tusk One, and he was a chess player, and a friend of mine from way back in the day, he's a skater, super fucking cool dude, we used to hang out in his his little apartment, he was the only cat that had an apartment while we were still in high school, because his uh, mom just like, came up there and gave him an apartment somehow, so and this took is off. the hangout spot then, so he had all the tapes from Columbus, he had, he had the fucking battle tapes, he had the Scribble Jam battle shit, he had the, the DJ Schwan stuff, and then Oof. back then it was like tapes, you would get, that's how we caught new music, there yep. wasn't, you know, it was like the tapes would come in from New York, whether it be like Tony Touch or whoever, but, yep. um, so he's the guy that had all the tapes, he had fucking, we would play Twisted Metal. Oh, yeah. A lot, that oh, was our thing. Oh, yeah. And we and he wrote in a book, so he got you know I started writing in his book, and then and then a little you know pen to pad shit. Um, but when I started writing, I wrote pretty much through. I wrote signify, so sign, you know signal sign mm. signify. It's all the same. You know signs the root word. So and I like writing sign under the word stop on stop signs. So that's what it is. And then I wrote it for, for forever. Right gotcha. Well. Uh, until I s- decided I didn't want to run from cops anymore and yeah, kind of right? gave it up. But <laughs> I, I got 
little bit decently into you know I wasn't doing anything crazy no, no whole cards and shit but I, I was, feel you. I was painting I was painting word um, you put in some time in the streets a little bit man and it's different up north and actually I really stopped when I moved to Orlando because when I moved to Orlando I didn't have a car and I you know like the fucking blocks out there like off university and shit like you know Forsyth University it's like a huge block and it's like fucking barbed wire fences and shit I didn't yep. see how anybody could write out here yep it wasn't small blocks with alleyways where you could get yeah, around man. so everything everything's know? so spread out in Orlando and also Orlando is really fucking anal about graffiti but too yo, man yeah. like if you go out and write some shit you, it's not uncommon to have that shit covered up before you see it in the daytime, like the next uh, day. Oh, man, it's crazy. It's painful. You go back the next day, and you, you want to see your shit ride by, you look by, and you're like, that's gone already. Tell him about the spot behind our old house. Yeah, we used to we used to live over by UCF, and Sherwood we were out, in this. Shout out don't Sherwood tell them exactly where it is. God I don't damn. know. 1940 apartment B. <sighs> that's That's the one. He knew that. You let everybody know where it was. We were in 1940 apartment B, dog. There's a spot over there that was right in our backyard where it's a stretch of wall. It's uh, two walls separating our neighborhood and one of the new big-ass apartment complexes they just made. But it's just a stretch of brick wall, two of them, back-to-back, like maybe 10, 15 feet of space in between them. And it just goes for like I don't know. It's got to be like four hundred, five hundred feet it's or some shit. It's a tall wall. So it's not Paul wall. It's if you're looking at the wall. wall from where our backyard was, just looks like a regular wall. And as soon as you jump over to the other side, in between that that little ten, fifteen foot space in between those two walls, it is just painted the Damn. fuck up. Yo, painted it out. You yeah, should. It's, it's we dope. can give you the coordinates, bro. It's one of the only spots in Orlando I know of <laughs> that like real true graffiti is just going down nonstop all the time. That's, oh, word, that's word. Because I'd, it's so discreet. I'd like, hear people painting back there like three or four in the afternoon yeah. while I'd be outside smoking a joint on my back porch. Yeah. And I'd be like, all right, word, that's and, what's up. And nobody's going to fuck with you. It's like those people in that neighborhood, they're not going to fuck with you. They don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, for the most part, I mean, you, do, you don't part, know don't you don't know every human being in the world. I mean, there are human beings who get mad at me for skateboarding in public yeah. places <laughs> where uh, yeah. you wouldn't think they would get mad, and people do the same thing for graffiti. Though, I mean, you you can't necessarily trust all human beings yeah. under that but assumption. But you know, for the for the most part, I feel like we were everybody eh. there was pretty chill. That was also three years ago in so. Orlando. Even though, you know the the Disneyfied impression that people have of it there still is a lot of business supported paint yeah. out here too and everything in mills 50 they've done the last five fuck. years so yep. you know i, I, I thought it was dope i respect it man you know like definitely up north is different though when, when i came back to michigan um north is a whole different beast very different my my yeah. my, my wife had this I little know. apartment this little section eight apartment out out in like the country we got and it had a balcony so i just got back into town and i would chill on the balcony and write lyrics and whatever you know or or tag in the book um but it was it was a train tracks right in front of her balcony and it was a cn line that was coming from miami through atlanta through uh i think cincinnati um and it would come up through detroit you know what i'm saying and then go over into canada across port huron or somewhere over there i don't know but um you were just getting up that whole time, huh? No, I was seeing the shit. Because back then, yeah, you know, it was like dude, you, flicks vision. would end up in magazines. So a cool thing to do was take pictures of trains that you saw and mail them to graph mags. Gotcha. We actually took the time to fill out the, put the stamp on it, and 
Hey. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, graph mags, you know how it was. Skate videos. Dog, dog, oh, yeah. Like, shit is gone. Skate yep. videos, graph mags, like all, all that shit. Uh, fucking life, life sucks, die. It's painful you know, like, growing up now, like, with, with some things that I held so near and oh, dear to my heart, man. Like, seeing the skate mag come in or the graph mag come in and that. seeing all the new dope shit that's coming out. You got to keep those clippings, And man. people don't. It, it's it's such an instant gratification world that we live in now that right. these little the little skate rats and everybody growing up they don't understand what it was like right. to wait Shit. an entire month or two months or whatever for the next thing to come in so you could you could wet your whistle for that one little moment in time and you're like all right. Now I got to wait another month for the next dope shit to come out. All right, that's what's up. But you know what's crazy is like in this day and age, like, okay, so I work at a school and I work at a middle school. So I'm dealing with the age of technology, right? I'm dealing with the age of the kids who are super obsessed with the new latest shit. There's always one out of a sea of 100 kids who's intrigued and fascinated and legitimately wants to understand and know about the time that we grew up in and even before then. And like I experienced that shit today and it was really fucking interesting because we got into a conversation about flip phones like flip phones wasn't that long ago. You know what I mean? Like that was not that long ago, y'all. And like this kid was like, oh, you mean like like you you played uh, you played snake where it wasn't a slithery snake like it walked it, it, it fucked around and like a square screen. And you played Tetris on your phone and you didn't have apps and you didn't have a GPS and you actually had to do MapQuest, or if not MapQuest, you actually had to have a map of your city in your car. Like, what the fuck? And this kid was intrigued. Like, he knew what Atari was. And I was like, okay, like... How do you think you would do if if I handed you a flip phone, flip phone right now? And remember how you had, used to have text? Yeah, T9. Oh, I'd do amazing. You would do good with the... There's three letters I, on each number. And I, oh, yeah, the T9? It. Yeah, oh, I would fire, kill it. I would I'd nail it. it. Like, like put, me in, put me in, coach. Like, you could test me. On the speed, I've I don't, I don't think I would have the the patience. Well, no, the the muscle memory to I've knock that it, out. I've said it multiple <laughs> times on the podcast. Before I started the yeah. podcast, I was off of social media for like five years before that, or some. He shit. was his transformation I, has been crazy. He's yeah. like a fucking butterfly. It he was sucks. in a cocoon and now he's like. He's no, like no, a psychedelic no, no. LSD butterfly no, 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 out no, no, of the cocoon. No, 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 no. I think I regressed from psychedelic butterfly back into my cocoon once I, mean, I joined different, the smartphone you just, world. You just have gone in a different direction, and that's okay. You know uh, what I mean? Like, you grow uh, in a different uh, way. In order uh, to, uh, there was a whole point for me not having the smartphone in the first place, and when I decided I want to do a podcast, everybody's like, you understand, you have to get back on social media, and you yeah. have to have an internet presence, because you have an internet-related product. Like, it's not going to work that way and i was like i'm finding that we're all cha- we're all changing mad fast and, it, oh, and it, so it's fast. exponential how quickly it's speeding up how quick i change like or for what i find to be gratifying looking at like facebook or instagram or some shit you know and Crazy. then and then you know even like the facebook of right now the politically saturated like all the shit we're seeing on the news whatever the wasteland, about, yeah uh, <sighs> all the, the scandal with it's the like fucking data border, what, you know? what is it yeah. border what's that video game borderlands 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 yeah that's kind of what it feels like but even that borderlands <laughs> so you 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 got rid of uh you had before what you have you have facebook you had an iphone you got rid of that i never yeah, had a smartphone like, before not even before i started the social media again when I was going to start the podcast. So before you were like before on a, in a I, chat room somewhere? No, no before I, I wasn't allowed to have anything growing up because I was in a military family. So I think I was mentioning this before the show. I wanted to have a MySpace and I couldn't have that. Yeah. And I went and got one anyways. My parents found it within a week and I got 
fucking roasted over that shit. Parents are like, you know the parents so in Spy Kids? That did not last. I wish that I could. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I know them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a virgin mobile phone. No it was 25 cents a text <laughs> message. Every text message. Yeah, said, I had a, said yes, it was 25 Yeah, I had, a, I had a flip phone for the longest. I'm 27 now. I had a flip phone probably till I was 23 or 24. You were hit, you were the hipster before the hipster was hit. I guess. Do you ever, uh, what's the, the, what was the one, the, the fucking Razor? No, oh, the Razor cell phone? Didn't I never I, had one. I never yeah. had one. I had that. one for about a week because I took my SIM card out of my phone and my homegirl's family had a lot of money so that she got like a new phone, like a newer Razor. And I was like, yo, let me get that old razor. So nah. I had it for like a week. And then I was like, fuck this. I like, didn't even get that far. I had I had one of the phones like Neo in the first Matrix where you do the slides little choop, and it choop, slides up. Yeah, yeah. Slides. yeah, I had one dude. of those too. Yeah, that I had was one me. of those too. And it didn't work after a while. What was that while, called? Dude. I had, it that was like a Samsung slide. was a slide. It wasn't a sidekick. It was like an LG slide. No, the... The no, thing, no, the, the sidekick flipped up like it had its own keyboard. Yeah, the sidekick had a full-on keyboard you could use. This is still T9 shit. All right. Well, yeah. I don't think that I would do very well if I had to go, you know, revert. Yeah, I don't think I would, <laughs> I don't think I would do do so good. I, I am like a fuck. I, I had like the first fucking iPhone and shit, but before that, I was very like no cell phone, no credit card. So if it know. was no cell phone, so do you feel like you kind of skipped that whole era? Not skipped it, but like you kind of jumped. Like leapfrogged over that shit. Like, well, I didn't really have a cell phone like that. I didn't have T nine or anything like that. That was a, a huge part of like technological. I had history, one man. one burner phone before I got the iPhone. Um, but I do remember standing there in a restaurant in Rochester Hills, Michigan, Detroit suburbs, and looking at my regional who's now still my boss. He's like got a higher position now, but he old friend, right? And he's got the Blackberry. The first BlackBerry with the ball, you know. Yep, 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 yep. And I remember being like, he was telling me something. That shit was fresh. He's he's uh, something about in an email. You see that email? I was like, Yo, man, are you are you looking at email on your phone? <laughs> and you were right tripping. You he were was tripping. like, and he gave me that. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> yo. I'm just going to reply all right here. I and remember. I was like, yo. Said, I'm just going to reply all. Game Mind over. Blown. I'm Mind over blown. here with a, a legal pad and a pencil, chef and OG, <laughs> you know? And, and I, and I, Dude. Should, so yeah, and, and I've definitely always been a Mac guy. Like, I was like, always a, been a Mac guy. The, yeah. the, 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 the dual 256 megahertz G4 fucking Pro Tools Digi01. 1998. I, that was Never my go shit. back. And that that fucking no. I I mean I, I wish I could buy a new Mac right now. Shit. Got some. You want to you want to uh, let's start a GoFundMe for <laughs> hey. buy sign one a, a a new MacBook. But no, like uh, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And that computer lasted me a decade, a fucking decade. That's I think of up. how many fucking PCs I go through at work that just break and die. Right. You know, and just just die. They just die. It's like, yeah, the fucking Mac was a workhorse, dog. Yeah, I never yeah. was on the internet with it though. I never put it to the internet. Ah, see. That's, yeah. just, that's why it was that's a workhorse. Why. Yeah. That's yeah. why it was a workhorse. Because yeah. once the, the Mac's weak the Mac's Chris kryptonite is the internet. But but if you're if you're gonna buy one to do film or to do sound, then strictly it's legit editing. As fuck. Yeah, strictly then it's editing. Legit as fuck. Yes. But you external hard be, drives and yeah, I never put it on the internet. Yeah. But yeah. I you just care. gotta be real careful when you get it about doing the internet type shit. Phone. Yeah, Corndog's laptop is uh, destroyed. Trash. She's bro. also done many, many. I should just get a BlackBerry and she's just also fucking call it a day. Also done many illegal things on that laptop that you shouldn't be doing. But it doesn't matter. That's in the past. Even oh. until recently, uh, it's on the past, but it's still in your memory. Like top secret <laughs> spies would Fuck still man. use Blackberries and like Secret Service or because they smart because those are encrypted. 
Yep. iPhone can't be encrypted, but exactly. a bla- the the newest Blackberries are still have encrypted technology. I think they're going out of business though. So. So. Just like <laughs> Toys R Us, man. All right. All right. Just I have like a question. Toys R Us. What's your question? R.I.P. Toys R Us. Shout out Toys R Us. If Shout you want to sponsor us, KB. you know, looking for a sponsor. KB Toys. The Lance Castle. Oh, yes. The best. What's your question, Corndog? Favorite record. Favorite record. Of all time. All time. That, like, if you were on your deathbed, you'd be like, let me listen to this. Let me put this shit on. That is hard, man. It's Just hard, like, but, yeah. you know, it's a real question. Favorite one ever? It doesn't have to be favorite, but the one that you would listen to right before you crossed over and could never listen That's to it like, again. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, damn. Crossing over to the, 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 the other side where there's a, a fucking overabundance of dank-ass and dope-ass music. But Just throwing the roughness on there. Jesus. Yeah. I'm talking about this earthly realm. What, I'm going to go. Listen to before you die? I'm going to go with Common One. Mm. Van Morrison. Van Morrison? Common one, Van Morrison. My favorite Van Morrison record. But it's my favorite Van Morrison song is not on that record, which is Into the Mystic. And I would probably ask that that wow, be played no at my shit. funeral. Yo, high five. Into the Mystic. I, th- I thought you were, it was going to be the you, that's fucking crazy. Common album one. Common. You're like, oh, God. That shit is crazy. No. Can I borrow a dollar? No. <laughs> the first time I ever heard that song, Into the Mystic, was after my dad's funeral in 2011. Oh, man. And wow. that shit fucking hit my soul like a fucking Tonka truck. The first time I heard that, that song. That actually was a real truck. Was, oh, word. I first heard that song because it was in the Dream a Little Dream soundtrack. I don't know that. Remember that movie? Corey, the two Corys? Corey Haim, Corey Oh, Feldman. buddy. It's a body snatch switching movie. Poor Corey. Body snatching. Body Which snatching. Corey? Haim. Body Snatchers yeah. is a good movie. <laughs> is he dead? Yeah, he's dead. Haim, rest peace. Yeah, Corey Haim dead. So poor other Corey. Then. Poor Corey. He's, poor he's other poor, Corey. too. Poor other he's Corey, too. Poor. Yeah. They Corey. Both. Haim is, is, Feldman's is, poor. is resting <laughs> easy, but Feldman is fucking struggling. Oh, buddy. I'm just assuming. I have no idea. No, he's got Corey, the angels now. He's, he's like he's like on Good Morning America. Well, he's going, I mean, right now, lately, with the whole Me Too thing, his whole thing has been trying to uncover the Hollywood pedophilia rings, basically. Oh, he's like a, a Me Too sleuth? Yeah, he but was for, a Me Too guy. But for Hollywood pedophilia, though, because he's he's always said, oh, was he, since he a young age, him that? and Corey Haynes both got... Wow. Molested when they were young. Well, that's fucked up, son. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Damn. He said it for a long fucking time, and nobody was believing him. And then now the whole Me Too thing came out, and he was just like, "Well, maybe if I l- kind of latch on to this as well, maybe people will Get fucking listen to me." <laughs> Do y'all think that in ten years the Me Too thing will actually be a thing that is like mentioned in the history books? Yeah, I do. You oh, know definitely. What, you know what I this think? is a huge shift in social culture as I'm we glad you as think we that. know it right now. I'm like, really glad that you think that. I think that the 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 kids down here in South Florida, yeah, that are rallying against you know ma- mass shootings, gun violence, yeah, I think gun that's control. Yeah. Those kids, that group, that movement, and then add that to generation. What is the it? Me Z Too or movement. Y? What is it? Well, we got all these They're burgeoning movements, right? Major. But we have no leaders, right? So exactly. So you got the Me Too movement. You got you got the the anti gun youth movement, who a lot of them are about to turn eighteen, and and you have some other movements, Black Lives Matter, some anti police violence shit out there. You got yep. you have uh, action based like ARA action based activist groups coming back to the forefront and not being as much like demonized. You know, uh. I think that if we can get, if we as a people culturally can get these groups to sort of join forces and 
co-opt each other's causes. Uh, be like a super force. You will see real paradigm shift. You will see real change. That 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 tangible we, that, change. Yeah, you know, and it's all ebb and flow. You're gonna have you're gonna have a. A Republican president, then you're going to have a, a then the House, all that's going to switch. Right. Over. You know what? Ironically enough, swing. ironically enough, swing. I feel like the the uh, the the power source, like Republican Democrat, I feel like that's not so much going to be relevant as you go into the future. It's going to be more of the people who are leading that. You know what I mean? Because I mean, look at it now. You you got a shit ton of Republicans. I know so many fucking Republicans now that I didn't know before. That I fuck with heavy <laughs> because they are very not that they're anti-Trump, but they're very and I don't want to say woke because that's kind of trash, but like they're they're just like very like I'm fucking starting to pay attention to what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And uh I'm kind of trying yeah. to come to a place where it's like, you know, we can come to some sort of resolve as a, as opposed to just arguing with each other and being about bullshit. And I see that when 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 shit goes awry, we need to stick together. You know what I mean? I mean, um, as, lo- um, as long as the two-party system is fully... Are you trying to make fully, America great again or as, not? As long I don't as give the, a fuck. No. It I, should be. As long as the two-party system is fully <laughs> empowered in America, I mean, it's there's really yeah. nothing it's else not that's going happen. to be it's pushed be along. Back and forth, like you're you're either, yeah, you're either going to have... The severe to the right point of view, or the severe to the left point of view. But I feel like there's no one in the middle that is that is actually being supported by anybody large enough to make sure that a third unheard opinion can actually be made for the public to to consider for once. Not as of yet. As opposed not as of to right just now. But I feel like as we move forward, that's what all these like what he's talking about. All these people are doing. You gotta you know, pull the money you out. You gotta, you gotta take the take right. the lobbyists out, and, exactly. then, and then a two party system theoretically could work, right? But but I'm I'm hopeful for these kids, man. Like I see these Me kids too, and how passionate man. they are, and like my my son and and his, you know he, their biggest competition at the marching band Timber Creek is Stoneman Douglas, right? So Damn, they yeah. knew some kids that died in that shit, and like they organized some things, and, and I mean, it's just very like I'm very I'm I'm very hopeful. For these next Me kids too. coming up, and I think that Me too, it's man. all it's all slow fucking moving progress, you know. Yep. And I'm well, a, you know, but hey, what it boils down to is those old fogies, the old white guys are gonna die, and now, like you're saying, these people that are well, embroiled in this movement are the new voters. You know what I'm saying? The, that's the, the way the, I the, think the, about it completely. And what is it that's being in, in, ingrained in their fucking brains? But the influencers with money. New voters like Koch brothers and these groups exactly. that, that these influencers have yeah. have absolute power yep. until the people rally enough and decide that they don't. Yep. And then you exactly. Then you that's why I see what exactly. we're seeing right now. But exactly. That's what I'm saying is like he said uh, that the two party, degree, the two party, the two party thing is always going to be completely fucking relevant. I think that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I didn't say it's always going to be relevant. I'm just saying that is what's relevant power. right now. Exactly. That is, that is what's in power right now. But I think that you give it 10 20 years time i think that it's the the there's going to be another paradigm shift where it, it completely is like you know the people who are actually doing the fucking field work the people who are on the ground like experiencing the shit who are gonna have more of a say in it than anybody else and who are gonna have more of an influence than anybody else and i hope that's what it is and i i feel that that's what it is because there's such a strong like resonance of that within the kids now you or know what i mean we're fucked or yeah, yeah or it could I go watched that Red way. Dawn last night. I was like, damn. We're one hundred percent completely the new fun. one I mean, or the old one. The only one, bro. Yeah, exactly. About to say Wolverines, baby. 
I mean, per- I mean either way, either personally, either way, personally, in, in my opinion, what, I, agree. I mean, the only paradigm <laughs> shift that we need really personally is for the super hardcore Republicans and the super hardcore Democrats, because they can't even agree with somebody in their own party lines that right? doesn't agree Thank with you. one of the things. If you're not following the complete party line bullshit that either the Democrats or the Republicans give you, then you're ostracized from their group. If you look at if you look at something in a different way completely and you give a factual opinionated topic to them to debate with them. They're like not fuck you, you're not with us, you're you down. out. You're and out. So it's like a with, fraternity. With sorority, that being like, with that, that being said, that shit needs to go for any movement, any forward actual progressive movement to to actually happen. Because I mean, if that's going to keep happening, you're just going to keep going in the same cyclical fucking motion over and yeah. over again, yeah. but shifting power from one person to the next person, back and forth. When it doesn't matter, we're all bitching about the Democrats and the Republicans and who's in and office. That's not even the when behind problem. the scene, when behind the scenes, they're still all making way more fucking money than Mad any block, of us dude. are, with all of the lobbyists, all of the super PAC money coming into them, all of that shit. And no one thinks about that right. shit. No, they're just you're like right. they see the they see the actual campaign contributions and they don't even think a second thought about it. They're just like, Oh, this person gave this guy how much fucking money? Oh well, whatever. I'm still gonna support him blindly because he's in my party. But that's why that's And why that's but that's the most hypocritical shit ever. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I completely agree with you. And that's why people don't want to pick a side. That's why people are like, I mean, not that you should or that's that you why I never picked it. That's why I never picked a side in the same, first place. Same because I was like, well, fuck that. But that's why I feel hopeful for the generation that's coming up because I'm seeing them move and I'm seeing them work at such a young age. Like fucking 10, 11, 12 is such a young age to have such a strong opinion. And I'm like, OK, so you're I, at middle school. Yeah. And I, I really I really do believe that some of these kids are going to be groundbreaking. You Orange County? Yeah. Let me ask I you am. can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to last night I went to it. You all talk about politics a lot on this podcast or do we just let, no, we, left turn this shit? We we, we, we go all over the place. We go all over the place. I sampled a couple episodes and it was like dicks <laughs> and then it was like homeless people. Well, you know, it depends and on the episode you sample, but it's like it could go I'm very just you, but let me ask you this because I went to last night to um this with my wife. I'm marking know, that cuz that's going to uh, be the uh, intro for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's exactly how we go we go from serious shit dicks. straight to dicks <laughs> she was yes. great at whatever whoever that comedian is she was Lisa, real, she was sharp yeah. man, oh isn't she awesome you should follow her I, she's great i'm gonna look for her i, I work I, with her you know cool. it's, she's great not to not to completely interrupt you again one more time but this dude i was trying to get people to to join in that contest to subscribe for orlando city tickets or whatever yeah. And this guy, he messages me. He goes, oh, how do you listen to the show? Blah, blah, blah. I sent him a link. He goes, okay, cool. Ten minutes later, he, sent me, he sends me another message. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? I just turned this on and all you're doing is talking about dicks. I can't play this in my office at all. Put in headphones, bitch. I don't exactly. know what to tell you. Anyways, you're saying. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, that guy should not have blind played any any old podcast at, <laughs> at work. Cause it says I made that mistake too. No better, um, No, like, uh, so... Uh, one in twenty. You got two hundred thousand kids in the system in Orange County schools. Yeah. There's a hundred thousand kids that are homeless. Yeah. Uh, they told us that last night when I was at like the school board. People were it. running for school boards. We were in our district too. We were we were listening to the candidates answer questions. You're or whatever. Orange County too. Yeah, Avalon Park. Um, and that fucking stat blew my mind. You, <laughs> so I was just gonna ask you. You work at 
a middle school. How apparent is that to you? Like these are kids living in hotels, living in cars, or what is the deal here? Like, dude, I'm only laughing because 10, of the 000, irony. Ten thousand kids. Yeah, it's ten, it's ten thousand kids I'm, out of out of two hundred thousand. I can't. I'm only laughing because the irony that that statistic is fucked up. That there's more. Number one, that's what it's more than more than ten thousand. Yes. Yeah. And number two, the reason they don't mention it is because they don't have a place to place them, and the resources for those kids are very 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 few and far between and number three because last year um and the year before i've worked at the school that i've worked at for three years uh and a very large population of the kids that we had were zone kids who a lot of those fucking kids were homeless this past year my school turned into a complete magnet uh fine arts school and they gave the kids the option they built a new school in paramore and that school in Paramore has a lot more resources for those kids. It has Boys and Girls Club. It has a for lot. For the arts kids or for the no, troubled for kids? No, the, for, yeah. the, for the kids off the beaten path, so to speak. Troubled kids. Yeah. Um, well, some of them aren't homeless. They're like living with an uncle or like or, uh, getting bouncing or, around maybe. Yeah, yeah, right? bouncing around. Or they, have, or they have a place to live, but that just because you have a place to live doesn't mean you don't go home to a So are you aware of wh- who those kids are? Fuck yeah. I go and see you them can, twice a week. You can tell who they are. Okay. Twice a week. I know those kids. And, and um, I'll have to say, I, so wasn't, I wasn't impressed with the answers that the can although the candidates that that talked to us were mad impressive i wasn't impressed with any of their answers on that question and the woman that asked it was mad passionate so i think she she, she came up like what are you gonna do about it you know what and the like, fuck are you gonna do and the answers were very lackluster they and were like, they weren't it's, yeah but it seems like it's, it's oh no it's a district problem it's a city problem it's a government problem we have, to, we have to join forces with local businesses and it's like okay you can was, you know like and you can you can you can tack it on that it's a city problem it's a district problem but ultimately it's a problem that that like you can't blame it on the city or the district. It's on a very individual level. So if you're a person who's working in education and a person who's working to make change and, and you and you feel passionate towards those things, especially if you're in a person you're a person who's in a position of power or getting ready to be in a position of power where you can make that change, that's one of the things that you have to address first is illiteracy and how many kids don't fucking have a place where they're gonna go home that night and have a place to sleep, have a roof over their head, or have somebody who they can turn to if they are feeling like they are in crisis? And like ultimately, for me, that's the most important part, you know. And um, so I've worked with a lot of those kids, and I still work with a lot of those kids, and that's ultimately why I'm gonna fucking detach myself from the public school system and start my own nonprofit. But like, that's oh, word. Wow. that's besides the point. That. That's um, but. I do know where you're coming from. And my answer to your question is the numbers are more than what they have said. And they don't know how to relate to those kids because they have never a been there. B talked to those fucking kids in a way that is real and allowed those kids to express themselves in a real way. And, you know, C ask them what they needed. Like, what the fuck do you need from me as an adult who can probably provide something for you other than what you have? What do you need from me? What can I provide to you? And and that's the fucking problem. Well, the kids can't trust anybody. I can't help you unless I know who the fuck you trust. That's, you know, it sounds to me These like... These people don't care to ask, who do you trust and why do you trust that person? You know what I mean? I'm just going to go ahead and advise that you don't leave the public school system because it sounds to me like they need you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Public schools are tough in Florida. Anyway, I didn't tough go down that path with y'all or whatever. I voted for Ros- Roseanne. I'm going to vote for her again. <laughs> <laughs> in 2020, Roseanne But you know, you know who else is a really big advocate for all those kids? Is that woman that you listen to, uh, Lisa Rod Davis. 
the other uh, the comedian that we had on the podcast. She oh, we're, she yeah she talks she a lot of shit in the in the public school system. Yeah, I mean too? she talks okay. a lot of shit and she she is very open with who she is as a person outside of her career, but she is one of the most passionate people I have ever met. She brings Christmas to those homeless kids oh, man, every so. year and makes sure that every single one of those homeless kids has 10 gifts to receive personally and their brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter if it's three brothers and sisters or fucking five. She makes sure that those kids have received some sort of something every single year. So, like, there are people in the public school system who are doing work, but, you know, it's just, like, you got to kind of not look at the people who are like also artistic as their well that that's that kind of kind of fucked me my head up I was like <laughs> oh my god you know what I mean because we yeah yeah talking about yeah, these kids out here man these kids man these kids, kids man they're the future son. man sorry I just got real passionate sorry no it's good it's good I back up that. Back yeah no that's that's back what the that's what the whole point of this thing is though for people to have their opinions be able to be voiced like that without anybody interrupting them and yelling over them you know. Like you do whenever I'm trying Thank to Thank you, bless. I don't do that all the time. I don't do that all the time. And I definitely know that in real life. Okay. Hashtag blessed. Do you hear how fast she's talking? That is the natural Puerto Rican dialect coming out. That's just straight speed. Straight speed coming out. We're two hours into this bitch, so Damn. we should probably wrap this wow. up. Yeah. Yeah, Holy man. Holy shit. Nobody's going to listen to two hour podcast. <laughs> Time fucking flies sometimes. Get by that. Do you hour, see? How, do you it's see, your first time here, man. I agree with that. Thank you, see, you so much for that. Do you see B Rock's face of just happiness? He's so happy right Dead now. Dead pain. You want me to talk about public schools? Do you want me to put my opinion <laughs> in there? Or? Look at him. He cares what? so much. He sh- he. If it was his opinion, see, how many more comments do you need to put in about how much I don't care about this shit? If I hadn't I didn't uh, have to come here, if I didn't give a fuck about it, if I hadn't me. called him out like 30, 40 minutes ago for leaving in the middle of an episode oh. like he always does, he wouldn't still be here right now. I think that I don't want to do it anymore at all. How about and, that? And this this dynamic cannot work without you, man. So please don't go. And he smokes three hundred five. I appreciate okay. that. And keep smoking. How many cigarettes. more times do you want to call me out on it, Brandon? You know he saying? smokes three hundred five. Seriously. Still. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not all Benson and Hedges, but <laughs> it'll do. I smoke decades, by the way. Look how sensitive <laughs> he's getting. No, on a real, on a real. Thanks for having me on on the shit, and uh, it's a dope podcast. I like what you guys are doing. I support the hell out of all this, all this shit, especially Milk District, which is the coolest one. I think it, somebody told me it was like top fifty coolest neighborhoods in the country, or something like that. Fucking so, right. I think they were talking know? about Mills, sadly, but I will gladly take the over Mills any day. <sighs> Yeah, I know. I didn't want to let you down yeah. there, sadly, but uh, we're well, taking it. I mean, Stars. How many cows are getting their titties squeezed in Milito? <laughs> you know, I mean, in Mills. So you know, I mean, just one, right? Just uh, no, exactly. No, just no. the one. Just, just the, the one. one. We should so. just start milking all the feral cats. They got no, a lot of that around of here. Been there, done that. You milk anything with nipples. Let me let me plug. Go to go to uh, support my homies. Go to see the the epic beard men show in the milk district. I'll be there as well. That's on April fourteenth. Shout, uh, shout out to that. Shout out to support BMF and his used to do forty fives. Now it's just fucking BMF Fridays. But BMF at Little Indies on Fridays <laughs> is the love shit. BMF. That's the homie. And uh, check out my shit on. Uh, I'm at sign one jerk. If you wanna. Um, you know, see pictures of my Shih Tzu or keep up on some rap stuff or pictures of my family at the beach or food that I'll cook. Those are the things that are on there. So um, on, I'm only really on Instagram. Uh, I try to do Twitter, but shit was whack. Damn right. I agree with all that. I feel that. I agree. Twitter 100 OP. 
And find his so, music on Bandcamp and SoundCloud too. It's on there. It's on there. Uh, iTunes. Um, if you want to rent my entire catalog for nine nine ninety nine a month, as well as every other album that was ever created, you can get that by subscribing to stevejobs.com. And uh, yeah, man, that's what's up. So Damn right. uh, I'm gonna come by here on my on my scooter and drop off uh, some tapes and CDs for you. Hey, appreciate yeah. y'all having me. Thanks. I'm not gonna wifey. say no to that. Hey, when are you gonna be out of here, is man? Wifey? Yeah, that's my wife. She fine. When are you When are you gonna be out of here? Thanks. Also, uh, like like leaving the city. Yeah, uh, I'll be I'll be back and forth all year. So I'll okay, be, I'll be I'll totally be around. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say I, yeah, I didn't know I'm if you're just it, some sometime this summer. I'm gonna go up there and, and start working up there, but I'll be back and forth. I'll be here like every month. So. We'll chop it up before then, most Shit, definitely. Yeah. Chit chat. Damn right. Thank you for coming See, through, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, word. Uh Corn Dog, do you shout outs? Shout out Big Show. Shout out Erica Badu. Shout out King Tut. Shout out Fubu as always. Shout out Fat Boy. Represent us, please. Yep. Sponsor our shit. Yes. Um, shout out Amazon for giving us some money back. Like, yo, for real, that means a lot to us. After two years. After two years, don't fucking matter. You know, we recognize it where it's due. Shout out to my mom who just left, went back to PR. And my Titi. Uh, shout out B-Rock. I haven't seen you in a hot minute. Your ankles are looking fresh. Shout out Steezy. Um, and all y'all who are fucking with us still and listening, like, for real, thank you so much. And uh, Yosemite Road wine. I drank almost a whole entire bottle. And yes, I'm you did. Right. Yes, you did. I got to go to open mic after this. I'm feeling good. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uber, please. Oh, yeah, I'm an Uber. 305 sure. Smoker, do your shout outs. That's you, Is boo. that me? Oh, yeah, that's you, buddy. <laughs> he doesn't smoke 305, That man. is you. I'm going to shout out to self-absorption. That I'm going to spit you. on my rug as I walk out. Do that's it. I'm going to spill my Yosemite road right on the mixer. Yosemite, not Yosemite. <laughs> God well, damn it. <laughs> technically, that's not your rug because Corndog yeah. bought that, so that's her I rug. Bought th- I made and bought that shit. Come yeah, on. yeah so you'd right. be spilling I'm that on oh, her rug. Out of here. Is that my a logo bad. rug? Yeah, it's a logo rug. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's called bro. self-absorption. Wow. I can, help, I could tell you the website and uh, all the plugs if you want that. It's very affordable. B-Rock is still grasping at straws Even to get under my skin. Even on a four-kid bill. I can all, that's Three all I kids. can do, right? He's grasping at straws. It's okay. It's okay. I don't smoke 305s Sunday, anymore. Buddy. I don't smoke 305s anymore. So that's fine. It's all right. I'll just let you de- handle that shit. I love B-Rock no matter what. Yeah, no matter how butthurt he gets. Anything else. No matter how butthurt he gets, I'll still love him. It doesn't Coolness. matter. And you can follow me personally on Twitter, at Steez Trap, and on Instagram, at The Steez Trap. Shout out to all you people still listening. Please make fun of B-Rock on Facebook because he is not there Please. anymore. And shout him out with all of your love, slash hate, slash we love. Because we love this dude. Come on. Exactly. Let him feel. Let him feel the love. He's been looking at everybody for the past hour with this look, like he wants to kill everybody in the room. He can't even look at anybody else. He's just looking at the wine bottle right now. Don't look at my wine bottle, man. I don't even Still know what's you. happening anymore. Shouts like out to fingernail in your wine. Shouts out to Sign One don't again for coming through. Much appreciated, my friend. Make you back to your family safe, please. <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> How do? What to do? <laughs> exactly. What to do? And with that being said, we are out of here. Enjoy, everybody. Much peace and love. <laughs> <laughs>